0: what really gets my dick hard is
1: Welcome to Metal Up Your Podcast, I'm Ethan Luck, and I'm Clint Wells, and this is episode 64, and i got to point out right away, we're not at HQ1, we're not at HQ2, we're definitely not in my forerunner right now, we're at what now is called HQ4, we're at the Smokestack, Paul Moak studio, Paul?
2: Paul? You know, it's funny, Paul's not here, I I was really looking forward to pulling up and seeing Paul's truck and... He's not here, but he has generously let us camp out at HQ4. It officially, we so we dubbed the HQ4. Yeah. Well, and, Paul,
1: Paul, when we first talked about it as a joke, Paul was like, it could be HQ4. And you know what? Paul? 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 It is now.
2: For those of you who have not heard us go on and on about it, it's one of the coolest boutique studios in Nashville. And all of that, Ethan and I have made lots of records in town. Yeah. We've seen a lot of stuff, been in really big historic rooms here in town, Woodland and RCA and all this but the smokestack, is it's got its
1: own thing, man. It's its own flavor, man. Um, I tell people often who, who are looking for a place to record, like, you got to go record there. Go check it out. Not only is it my favorite studio in Nashville, it might be one of my favorite studios I've ever recorded oh, in. Oh, I would put it in that. And I've, I've really only recorded in studios in Tennessee and California but um, and Florida once. But uh, Of all the smokestacks
2: I've recorded in, this is the best smokestack. Exactly, yeah.
1: It's the only smokestack I've recorded in that doesn't have a smokestack. Most of them do, it's... Well, so
2: needless to say, thank you to our dear, dear friend and your constant third guest host, Paul Moak. Um, yeah. A great friend of ours, a great dude. We love his ass. What else can we say? Let's stop talking about Paul. All right. Let's and what all. we
1: need to do is introduce who is sitting across the room from us right now at HQ4. Another
2: special treat. We have our friend Matt Thomas in the house.
1: What's up, Matt? How's it going, guys? So we have talked We talked about Matt in the last episode that this was coming up. Matt did Pyro for... Who did he do Pyro for? Why is uh, he here?
2: I think it was... Uh, was it Limp Biscuit? Or- oh, it was Limp Biscuit, yeah. Or no... Avril Lavigne? System of a Down. Okay. Oh, yes. Correct. I actually, I actually like the No, he did the North American Stadium Tour. For those of you who were lucky enough to attend that show, during the song one, when all the shit went off and you felt like your eyebrows just got burned off,
1: Matt was responsible for yeah, that. Yeah. Anytime you saw the fire on the top of those trusses at the, at the, the top of the screens, that was Matt. So we're going to get into all that and talk to Matt about how his day works on that on a tour like that, how uh, involved it is in setting that stuff up, where do you use it gasoline, is it kerosene, is it butane, is it I don't know, is, is it an
2: LED screen, is, is it, is it all fake? Spray? Yeah, it is hairspray by I the way. I think
1: it's just a guy on a top of the truss with a lighter and a can of hairspray going
0: I wish I had hairspray.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So if you're just joining
2: us, maybe for the first time, maybe your friend told you about us this past week, we're an all Metallica podcast. Ethan and I are two professional touring musicians based out of Nashville. We get together once a week. Um, To talk about our favorite metal band, Metallica. Correct. So we're glad you're here. Thanks for being on the ride. Let's just go ahead and get the housekeeping shit out of the way. Let's Let's do do it quick. We do a thing called an iTunes contest. All you got to do, go leave us a positive review on iTunes. We put your name into a drawing. We draw five names a month. This month's a little unusual, just like in February. We're doing 10 winners, and we're giving you access to our patron-exclusive... All Metallica covers EP, Cover Our Black and Volume One, and the debut Lunar Satan single, We Ride the Skies. <laughs> All you got to do is leave the review, and we draw your name. So go do it. It's not hard. Good it's God. so easy. It takes a second, maybe three
1: seconds. But come on,
2: we're around two hundred and sixty or two hundred seventy positive reviews. We're looking real good over there. Every little bit of that helps. Oh yeah, we really appreciate everyone who's taking the time to do it. I mentioned the Patreon. We have this thing called Patreon. We're going to talk about that a little later.
1: We want to mention our new patrons this week. Yeah, we got three new patrons this week. We have Jake, Jacob Osmo, Danny Santana, no relation, um, and Scott Michael Sanderson. So thank you,
2: thank you guys. We really appreciate that. And they know we we give them a lot of love privately on the Patreon site. We we try to give them exclusive content. One of the things we did for our patrons is we put it out to them that we were actually gonna be talking with our friend Matt. Any questions they would have for the Pyro guy from Metallica, and we got a shit ton of we them. We got a bunch. Yeah, we're gonna get to that later. We're on all the socials. We have a bitchin' website, metalupyourpodcast.com. On that website, we have our merch. We have... If you ever wonder about uh, Ethan and I, we do... We've guested on lots of other podcasts telling our musical stories, yeah. talking about where we come from, what we do. We talk, I've done somewhere I talk about Kiss and Pearl Jam. There's a whole section on the website where you can see all the other interviews we've done. We have... Uh, our Instagram feed is over there. What else is on the, the website? Merchandise. That's cool. you, can get, you can
1: get t-shirts over there. You can get yeah. buttons, stickers. You can get clips of the EP. It's it's cool. Go There's check all it out all sorts of stuff. Yeah,
2: we're on uh, t- Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. All that. All all the, st- all the things. All the stuff the kids. You know are how doing. to find
1: things on those things, so go find us on those things.
2: The best way to reach us, though, however, is. Our web, our, uh, our website. We'll just keep yeah, doing you, the feedback loop you, on the website.
1: You could go to our website and get a hold of us because there's a link to email us.
2: I mean our email address, at gmail.com. We read a handful of emails every week. We get more than we can read. We like this part of the show because it's sort of a moment to uh, invest in the Metallica community. We get to sort of air people's stories they otherwise might not be able to share with people. Yep. Having said all that, good God, let's get into the emails.
1: All right, our first email is from Will Valor. Hey, guys, I just heard my name announced as the winner of the free download of Cover Our World Blackened. Thank you so much, but I've already downloaded it and have been listening to it since I'm also a patron. Well, thank you very much, Will Valor. Um, Great job on reimagining the songs. If you'd like to forward it on to another one of your listeners, please please feel free. That's very, very generous. Cool. Um, I'd also also like to add that I really enjoyed the latest episode episode podcast, (laughs) the latest podcast with Wayne. Who was also uh, apparently uh, staying in the next town over for me in Eastchester, New York? Small world. Well, that's cool. You guys the should have hung out. Colliding colliding. You were there. I was standing. They say you were there at one point. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was standing. Yeah. You were you there. there. The I was. I was doing reverse <laughs> lyrics. Jeez. Okay. Anyways, so he ends his email by saying, I'm psyched to say that I secured tickets to see Metallica in Albany, which will be my 16th show since 1991. Unfortunately, Albany is a hike from New Jersey, so um, I guess the next Mel podcast party will not work out this time around. Well, if the stars align, Will, and me and Clint are able to go to Albany, then maybe we could do a party up there. Well,
2: he's saying even if we do one up there, that Albany's too far for him.
1: But I thought he got tickets in al- for Albany.
2: Oh, he did. He's saying, oh, because we're doing the party in New Jersey.
1: So, well, okay. He, we were we, going to do the party in New Jersey, but there's no New Jersey show. But now
2: there's no New Jersey show. We're probably, if we go to the Albany show, the party will be probably in Albany. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Uh, Sorry, that's gotten confusing that's with okay. all the, the announcement of all these tour dates.
1: <laughs> uh, all, uh, the closer it gets is, is when we'll, we'll kind of start talking about which shows we can go to. We don't know yet if we're going to be on tour or not with our other jobs. So... But we'll let you know on our podcast as soon as possible. Thanks,
2: Will. Our next email is from Mike Fell. He says, guys, Doug, the Wayne Summers interview. To answer your question, I totally give it back to the boys, talking about the Master Puppets backdrop, of course. He says, I'm not a collector, in no way that makes it up, and no way that would make it up into our house. I can't even put up the poster I bought at the Nebworth UK show on the World Magnetic Tour. The boys appreciate it more than I ever could. Also, I loved the concept of underappreciated songs, which was the episode we did with our friend Tom Clee. Right. He says, I'd love to hear a most overrated songs episode, even if it would be controversial. I think my list includes, and then he names what he believes to be uh, overrated Metallica song. He says, The Thing That Should Not Be, Cyanide, Seek and Destroy, true, and Fuel. Wow. He gave decent reasons for it, and we can't get into all that now. We have too many emails, but um, that might be an interesting episode for the future.
1: I think that could end up being a controversial episode. I love controversy.
2: Uh, we love it We're over steeped here. in controversy. Mm. Hashtag me too. Okay. He says, anyway, curious for yours. If you dare to go there, we will. We'll do it. That'll be fun. He says, Mike in Houston, P.S. Lunar Satan is seriously great. It's true. I'm glad that the people like the Lunar Satan stuff. Matt even confided in us uh, right before we started airing that he likes the Lunar Satan track. He does. I, I love c- it. I consider it a high honor. <laughs>
0: All right, next he's thing. listening
2: to it right now, by the way. He is, yeah. <laughs> he's got, he's got, got headphones listening on. Listening he's it. not
1: even listening to us. Um, next emails from Matt Hicks. He says, "What's up, bros? I was wondering if you guys were going to do an episode on the upcoming tour and the newly announced Black Ticket, which is very cool, by the way."
2: Now, the Black Ticket, for those of you who don't know, I think it's basically six hundred bucks, and you have general admission, floor access to any of the thirty-four shows on the upcoming
1: North American tour. I mean, that's that's a steal. Pretty bitchin'. It there are only two hundred fifty of them, so yeah. It's amazing. Um, uh, He says, by the grace of the metal gods, I was lucky enough to snag one today. And, um, and the plan has already begun to say the least. I'm assuming there are going to be 249 other fans with some awesome plans in store for the upcoming tour. Cheers, bros. Looking forward to the upcoming episodes. Matt from New Jersey. The, the,
2: The cool thing about where the podcast is at now, you know, especially we've, we've come a long way in a year is that with this recent tour announcement, it was so nice that like when everyone got this black ticket or they, even when they just got tickets to a show, They're sort of reaching out to us. They're excited. They're sharing that with us. We're able to sort of retweet it and be
1: part of the community. It's cool. Yeah, it's awesome.
2: Okay. Um, Danny Santana, new patron of the show.
1: Friends with Rob Thomas.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So smooth. (laughs) They've got that new single coming out. Oh, yeah. The new one's called Smoother. Smoother. Yeah, Yeah, the smoothiest. Uh, He says, hey, guys, big, big fan of the podcast. I only found it recently, and I'm currently going back to hear all the past episodes. As many have said before me, I'm thankful for my new Metallica buds, that's us, by the way, that get me through my work week. Truly grateful for you guys. Anyways, what would I do if I had the backdrop? I 100% would have given it back to the band. I go to a lot of Dodger baseball games and always maintain the attitude that if I ever caught a milestone home run ball, I just want the opportunity to hand it over myself with a hearty handshake.
1: It's the only kind of handshake you should
0: give. When I it,
2: slipped into kind of like a vocal hour voice. It was kind of a narration. Welcome to vocal hour, Danny Santana. We're talking about hearty handshakes <laughs> He today. says, He says, Metallica being my all-time favorite band, meeting the band, and of course James in particular, would be the greatest reward I could have ever imagined to receive. For a band that's given me so much, it would be my greatest shot at thanking them. I agree with that. Uh, he says, again, love the show and love the takes on some interesting choices you made for your covers, EP. I've all, honestly always loved the unnamed feeling, and your cover reinforces my opinion that there's some beautiful music buried deep, deep, deep beneath the St. Anger record. P.S., please say hello to Dave and Torb on my behalf. Hello, Danny.
1: Uh, greetings, Damn, Daniel. <laughs> I
2: didn't know that Dave and Torb made it to hq Ford Yeah, they were, they were in, the, in Studio A tracking something together. He says, metal up your podcast asses. Well, Danny, thank you so much for the email. Thanks for becoming a patron of the show. He's emailed us actually a few more things today. He he emailed us uh, some stuff we're going to be reading on later episodes. He's a really cool cat, yeah, real smart cat. So thanks a lot, Danny. Glad you're on the ride.
1: All right. Next email is from Jacob Isaacson, Osmo, new patron, new patron. Hello, Clinton, Ethan, Jacob here from Sweden again.
2: Sweden, Paul,
1: Paul, You you just woke Paul up. You want to give us a good Sweden, Sweden?
0: (laughs) Well, you got to kind of Sweden. You have to
1: kind of shout it. (laughs) <laughs> eh, he, man's not, not a shouter. On shouting. He's not a shouter. He hasn't shouted in 30 years. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll take that. That's a nice, <laughs> it's a humble Sweden. Uh, he says, it's been almost a year now since I rode in, but just wanted to tell you that I'm still on the ride and still loving it. Just decided to become a patron to the show uh, to show my appreciation for all the work you put into this awesome podcast. Uh, it's a great time to be a Metallica fan. In two months, I will go to uh, the show in Norway and the two shows in Sweden. Am I excited? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Give me fuel. He says in a little Hetfield voice. A little Hetfield there. Uh, the European tour is looking great so far uh, with the stage setup and set list. Uh, it was interesting to, uh, hearing you talk about Ghost in your last episode. Ghost is one of my favorite bands at the moment. The three al- albums they have put out are great, and you should definitely check them out if you haven't already. It's a good mix of melody and heaviness. James is a big fan of them as well. Uh, he attended their show in Toronto last year when they were on the tour with Iron Maiden. There's a clip where you can see James rocking out to them at the yeah, show. Seen it? And it's cool. awesome. He ends by saying, uh, "Well, anyways, keep up the great work of the podcast and long live Metallica." Best wishes, Jacob from Sweden. Thanks, Jacob. Thank you,
2: man. Really cool, man. Our beloved Joe B. Johanna writes in. She says, "Hey guys, I may have been quiet the last few months, but all the while actively listening." Just wanted to drop a line to say, I'm so happy to hear about your subscriber and patron growth lately. You truly deserve it, and I feel lucky you've been able to be along for the ride. Two other things. The EP. I left a short comment on Patreon when you posted it, but want to reiterate how much I love this album. I can hear the time, care, and love you put into it, and can't wait for the next one. I'd never spent too much time with a couple of these songs before, and you both breathe breathe the new life into them that makes me love them in a wholly new way. North American Tour. She says, living in New York City, I'm wondering which... Which the hell shows I'll be able to be attending? Yeah, I guess up there is Buffalo and Albany. Yeah, <clears throat> she says Nashville, perhaps. Anyway, if you're all in the mood to make it to New Jersey, New Jersey at any <laughs> point, regardless, plus one to my attendance, I would cross two rivers to share a beer with you and the rest of the tri-state Melberty Podcast family. Johanna, um, man, I say she should come down to Nashville. We're we're hosting. Yeah. We've we've kind of got it in in the works here, it, and it, I'm it, sure it, Matt's going to come too. Yeah, uh, unless we're all on tour.
1: Now, I'll point out real quick before you get into this. Chances are it's going to happen because it's us. in January, which is the season. It, it's very rare that I've gone to in January, uh, but it's possible. You know, a lot of times people maybe uh, do South America or Australia uh, stuff in southern hemisphere. Look, you two especially. may call me
2: any day. I mean, right? I'm waiting for that phone call from Bono. To go to Dublin in January. I don't know. I, I don't know. You, you, That's we, the whole point. Know.
1: But chances are we'll be home in, in, uh, next January. And, and we're, we're
2: hosting a party with our friend Blake Talica the night before the Nashville show.
1: And we are I'd imagine we'd probably just do it at the
2: Cobra again where we, where we did our anniversary well, party. I'd lo- I, I, I don't know if the Cobra could, could handle it. A lot I, of people...
1: I think we, we would be on to pack that place out.
2: You know what's really kind of um, humbling and cool is a lot of people are specifically of there may be one or three to four shows they can go to on this tour they've decided to come to the nashville show just so they can go to this party we've yeah. been we've gotten emails about that so i'd love to hang out with joe and any of our listeners that want to come
0: matt are you down to come to that i plan on it okay if i'm same thing he'll be there like
2: it. blowing up shit setting shit on fire
0: yeah matt matt's gonna have a big we're, like, dude, we're not at, up we're up at right. the show dude i got Don't snakes do do
2: and sparklers it. for that party <laughs> okay perfect. right pop rocks pop rocks yeah we can't it. get all great white in that climate. uh thanks joe for the email
1: all right, next email is from Andrew Evans. Hey, gents, I asked myself what I would do if I was in Wayne's shoes. I don't think I could bring myself to keep it or sell it, knowing how much it means to my favorite band. However, I think I would have a hard time convincing my wife, who does share the same connection to Metallica as I do. But what Wayne did was the right thing to do. P.S., at my wedding, my wife and I walked into our wedding reception to who, for whom the bell tolls. I can't that's imagine doing that. That's amazing. Gosh, I wish I would have done that looking back. Jeez. Damn it. My marriage is just... I'll,
2: I'll marry you tomorrow
1: and we can do it. Awesome.
2: Let's do it. Can we get it's, married in
1: Tennessee? It's, 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 a, it's a federal law now. We can get married anywhere we want. Okay. Well, that's settled it. then. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's going to do pyro at our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome Mr. <laughs> and Mr. Wells Luck. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Okay. Um, where was I? Hey. Uh, my wife and I had all the songs picked out in advance. And the night before the wedding, my friend who was emceeing at the wedding... Uh, we're having some beers and putting together play, uh, the playlist together. When we realized we had overlooked the walk-in song, after the ceremony we went off and got out of our wedding. Uh, went and got our wedding photos done, and when we arrived back in the venue for the reception, we were walking towards the door and and, and we stood uh, there. And My wife goes, "Oh no, we forgot about the walk-in song." And I said, "Don't worry, I got us covered." <laughs> about thirty seconds later, for when the bell tolls, starts her face was priceless. But everyone everyone loved it and it made uh, made for a great talking point. Anyways, guys, I have some old episodes left to catch, catch up on yet. Um, so I'll keep chipping away at them. Yours in rock and roll. Uh, thanks, Andrew. That is amazing. That well, you... she's
2: like, uh, is it too soon for an annulment? Is the in... what's the annulment clause here? Now, was there
1: a look on her face priceless? As in, like, I can't believe. you Yeah, you, you could did priceless this? could really cover a lot of ground. It man. could have either been, I
0: can't believe you did this, or it would have been, I can't believe you did this. <laughs> I think he needs to email my fiance because we're still kind of in the planning phase That's right. of our You're ah, engaged, yeah. right? So uh, that could probably ruin our wedding too. Or. or bless it Uh, probably i mean i think uh, well you know i think our listeners may
2: be curious we're going to get into matt's whole deal here soon but just while we're here uh planting a flag here are you a metallica fan i am okay so that that's on the table i mean that could happen she's it's not really her style of music classic Um, for almost every relationship ever (laughs) dude loves metallica lady not so much although we have many lady fans that love it of course
0: oh yeah I, i think she can get over it
2: yeah Okay, <laughs> cool. Great way to start the, great way to start the, the relationship. Uh, thanks so much to whoever. Andrew? Was it Andrew? Sorry. <laughs> that, that
1: was Andrew Evans, yeah. All
2: right. And I got to say, uh, the, the response to the Wayne episode and Wayne's whole story has been super positive. It's been great, yeah. We put it out to the listeners. What would you do? Would you give it back? Blah, blah, blah. Everyone has said that they would try to emulate what Wayne did. He truly is a hero. He is a hero. Okay. Troy Sigafoos. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I'm sick of the food.
2: i sick of the food who doesn't eat his greens. <laughs> Troy, sick of food, says, "Hey, Clint, Ethan, my name is Troy. I'm from Pittsburgh. I'm 17. Huge fan of your podcast, and I'm pretty behind. I've just finished the Reload episode, but I must say your show has entertained me for hours. Before I heard your show, I only had the Black album. Wow! But now I own all the pre-Black album stuff and Hardwired. Listening to you guys has made me even more of a fan of the music than I once was. It's mostly just metal and grunge, but it's amazing." I'm really hoping to see Metallica in October. I've never been to any kind of concert before. Wow. So that will be a new experience, hopefully. I also want to share a story from school today. We're talking about World War I in history class when my teacher put on the one music video. And then was promptly fired, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the one music video to show trench warfare effects. I was wearing my green Justice tee. So I was really surprised when I heard the beginning. And now I have to write an analysis paper on disposable heroes. No, I might boy. have the best history class ever. You're fan, uh, Troy.
1: You do have the best history class ever.
2: Man, I love hearing from like younger listeners like I Troy. I know, it's great. really appreciate you listening, Troy. Tell all your tell all your Metallica nerd friends like us that uh, that we exist.
1: Well, and you know what? I mean, uh, I'm, I'm assuming your teacher knows the themes of war James has written about on, on a lot of records. But if he doesn't, maybe you can remind him there's a lot of other songs that have to do with that kind well, of
2: stuff. Well, he's writing this analysis paper on the accessible heroes. I know, it's amazing. There we go, okay.
1: Last right, email. Our, last email from Stephanie Zink. She says, hey oh, uh, so it's Monday and I've already booked the hotel for Nash- the Nashville show on the 24th. That's so the she's... 24th of January. I know. It's a fucking
2: almost a year away. Yeah. Who knows? Um, the planet might be in smoldering ashes by then. We don't know. Good
1: God. Uh, she said, looking forward to meeting up with you guys the night before. I know what Blake Talica was talking about the pre- a pre-party, so I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, seems like a lifetime away at this point. Um, I'm going to be hitting the following shows on this tour, Nashville, Cleveland, Cincinnati planning on early entry for that show uh louisville and indianapolis and now we wait later stephanie
2: stephanie's also a picture of the show really sweet chick uh really cool she actually won the master of of Poppet- puppets <laughs> master of poppets, master of poppets yeah. the master of mary poppins deluxe yeah. box set uh always good to hear from stephanie we're gonna see her at the party a lot of people are gonna come to this party
0: well we better be home <laughs> i know shit I'm I, still bummed I missed the one year anniversary. I know. You what missed were, it by like a couple days. Yeah what, I think too. yeah, what were you doing? Why couldn't you make it I had just came home from tour, I think three or four days before mm-hmm. and me and the fiance took a road trip. We went to the Grand Canyon. You
2: invested in your relationship, but that that yeah, that's I had to. That's a good excuse. Yeah. Uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, was the emails. Good God.
1: Hey, this is Ethan and Clint from Metal Up Your Podcast, and we want to talk to you about something we love called Patreon. That's right.
2: Patreon is a way for fans of the show to give back to the show, to donate money that uh, helps us in quality and content. And not only that, but we've actually come up with all sorts of fun incentives to give back to you for supporting the show.
1: Exactly. For instance, if you donate $5 or more, you get access to Cover Our World Black End, which is the official Metal Up your Podcast Metallica cover EP. That's right, and that's the only way to get it. In addition to the EP,
2: we also give you priority email access, meaning we'll read your email first on the show. We give you early access to Patreon-exclusive merchandise, Patreon-exclusive giveaways, and any other side projects that
1: Ethan and I might be involved in. There's all sorts of things you can look at on there and you can donate to. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash podcast. How do you spell that, Clint? P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash
2: podcast. And if you really think about it, $5 a month for an entire year, that's really just like a cup of coffee a month. So go check it out. Thanks, everyone. Peace. Adios.
1: All right, so let's jump into it. Matt, you're here. You're on the show. I'm finally here. You're finally here. We've talked about this for a while. I think even when we went to the Detroit show and you gave us a, an awesome tour of, of your job in the backstage area, we talked, man, this would be so cool to have you on the show sometime. And that was, what,
0: seven, eight months ago? At least. I know it's been a long time. It's been a while.
1: Well, let's talk about,
2: so first of all, so Matt is our guest here at HQ4, came here from Clarksville about an hour away and gave us all these amazing gifts. Yeah. He gave us a uh, personalized bag tag. Yeah, it had our names on him. He gave us uh, access to some of these guitar picks. He gave us a set list for almost every show on the North American tour, minus one Mexico City show.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you really, you
2: really let us
1: down.
0: You I'm fired. a horrible person. I know. You fired.
1: You fired. And the thing is, at that oh, and don't forget the, the gift card. Oh, the gift card. We're going to give this hands, out on the show. The,
2: we're we're going to use this. Uh, oh, we're actually going to give that out on the show. That's right.
1: Yeah, we'll give it on the show. And Matt, the the. the, the amazingly kind person that he is preloaded this with 25 bucks. That's how you had to buy it. Right. Um, I actually have one with nothing on it cause my wife works for Starbucks. So no big deal. But Matt preloaded this thing out of the kindness of his heart and his wallet with 25 bucks. So we're going to give away on the show. It's the, the Starbucks, uh, partnership. It's, yeah, it's whatever the all it's
2: within my hands yeah. thing. But also at our, at the show we went to, he gave us guitar picks he gave me. He gave us a one of Lars's
1: drumsticks.
0: Yeah, I think you got a Lars stick, and mm-hmm. I think you got a James stick. Maybe. I being, I know, I, 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 I got
1: a Lars stick, but it was it was for the the, the big drums. The, the now the, that we're dead, the, moment. that we didn't love. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like a Metallica Santa Claus. Metallica Claus. Yeah, Meta- <laughs> Metallica Clausica.
2: Well, so I know a lot of our listeners kind of want to hear the ins and outs of what you do, how it works, your relationship with the boys, all this stuff. Let's just start at the beginning. So. How did you get started working in music production? Obviously, your, your speciality is pyrotechnics. Walk us through sort of how that happened for you. Because you so, have to be sort of insane to do that job, right?
0: A little bit, yeah. Um, right out of high school, I knew I wanted to be in the industry somehow. Uh, I was lucky. My, my father's in the industry a little bit. He's a bus driver, a uh, coach driver for you guys. He, for uh, us. Probably well, he, at some point. He, he means his dad drives buses for like bands. Yeah. Um Although you guys have probably crossed paths with him, he's he's worked with almost everybody. Okay, uh, from the Wiggles to Aerosmith to Tim and Faith,
2: all bands I've been in.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> I used to be in the Wiggles. Yeah, I'd love to see you in a Wiggles. <laughs> I used to be in the Wiggles, mate. Aren't they Australian? Um, uh, <laughs> I wanted to do uh, you know audio at first, and it just didn't pan out. Uh, I kind of accidentally fell into a pyro gig. Um, met some good people. They offered me a job that was in 2012. And I've been doing it ever since I I turned it into a career somehow. I I mean, like
1: when you, when you get involved in pyro, I'd imagine when you're first starting to deal with explosives, it's quite intimidating. I mean,
2: well, I was going to say it was like, is it part of the application process is like, all right, how many fingers have you blown off?
0: I actually have (laughs) almost all 10 of them. I've only almost lost one. So it's okay. Uh, You know, 4th of July backyard playing with fireworks as a kid. It was always fun. Uh, I was the lucky 1% of 1% that can turn it into a career. Mm. That's awesome. That's kind
2: of like what we do. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right.
0: I mean, I don't have a job right now, but yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> well, so now you you work for a sort of local Nashville tax company. And so- I do. Uh,
0: our companies, uh, we're based all over. We have offices in Vegas, uh, New York, Pennsylvania, one up in Canada somewhere. Uh, and then we have one here in Nashville. Um, so I'm kind of a, a contractor. They call me and they say, "Hey, you know, we have this tour. It's for this many months. Are you interested? Yes or no." And I kind of pick and choose where I go. Uh, You know, I I picked Metallica last year because that's why not? Who's not gonna Who's not gonna go to Metallica? Exactly. Well,
2: you mentioned before that you are a fan, so you're doing pyro for all sorts of gigs. Ethan and I, and now you, Matt. Of course, we, we all are. We're in the entertainment industry. We're we're sort of impervious to. Uh, celebrity and all this stuff. It's just not part of what we do. We have to sort of be kind of numb to that in a sense. But as a fan, you get that contract, right? Are you super stoked? Oh, yeah. yeah. That
0: that first email of, hey, I've got a a show for you. And, you know, they they tell you the dates. They tell you the city, but they don't tell you where you're going or, you know, for who you're going for. So I did a little research and, you know, there's only one band playing in Mexico City on these three dates. Obviously oh, it's Metallica.
1: Oh, so like when you, when you got the Metallica offer from your company, I didn't know you that it know was, Metallica.
2: was Metallica. Wow. No. Okay. And is I that was... standard? They, they won't tell you who the artist is. They'll just sort of block off the dates.
0: Sometimes and... I personally don't care. Right. Um, Cause the job's a job. A right? job's a job. Yeah. And that's the way I've always tried to approach this industry is a job's a job. It doesn't matter who it is. Hmm. I may not like the music, but it's a paycheck. Again, very, very analogous to what we do. <laughs> But when I found out it was Metallica, it's, you know, you, you get a little excited about work and it was fun. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I've done, you know,
1: work where I'm playing foreign artists artist, playing in bands, also working for bands as a guitar tech, this and that. And it's definitely an added bonus if you're going to work every day, doing a normal job and you like the band you're working for, sure. for and you get to you get to listen to your favorite band every night.
0: You know? Yeah. I think I've uh, I think I've seen thirty something Metallica shows now. So
1: for which, you, so did it st- was Mexico City those three nights
2: was or were those the first things you did? That was my first Metallica. Shows, and did, did yeah. you go do the Copenhagen stuff with
0: them? I didn't. Okay, I only did uh, I did Metallica Mexico. Those were you know three nights over five days, something like that. Right. Uh, I think it was like two hundred thousand people at the wow, Forest Soul. It's insane down there. The, yeah. the the Mexico fans are great, loud. Oh um, yeah, they're so loud. the 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 actual stage the deck as you guys like to call it was built on the (laughs) we do we we coined that term uh it was built on a uh, i think it's like the f1 indy car track uh so it's a concrete track they start jumping and a uh, you know a metal set that's built on concrete starts moving Hmm. and to to feel you feel two hundred thousand people jumping at you right it's it's a completely different feeling something you just can't explain well, that sort of leads us into
2: like so. Mexico City was a little bit unique, right? Than the stadium tour, but what's an average day like? I mean, what, you you guys, so you're part of the crew. You guys get there before the band, obviously. Metallica's at a level where, for those of you who may not know, they're at such a level where they're not present for much of the building and the all the stuff that happens behind the scenes that most of us don't know right, about. They don't need. Yeah.
0: They don't need to be. So, so for us, uh, we normally come in a day before to a stage that's about 75% already built. Um, so there's people even getting there before the pirate Even team before us, yeah. To start building. I think it was a three-day steel build, which is where they actually come in. They put the towers up. They build the the steel that goes underneath the actual stage. They put the decking down. The tour crew. So you just called it the deck. See, so yeah. it's not just us, man. Decking. Decking. The, the crew shows up, uh, call it a Tuesday. Uh, we'll show up at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. We screens uh backline audio pyro we'll load in it's normally a 12 to 16 hour day depending on the weather um we'll do a little bit of a uh, i guess for you guys a sound check so we would uh we'd test fire a few things make sure everything's talking correctly make sure all of our wires are ran right and the and the bands is the band the band's not there for that okay so that's just Uh, their
2: guitar their backline techs are the backline
0: guys are there you know they're restringing tuning doing their normal day uh, then say on Wednesday we would come back in around ten, do another full walkthrough, a proper sound check, uh, and then get into a, a, a normal show day. Hmm. Um, but this tour was a little bit bigger. Uh, the just the the sheer size of the tour. We actually had three sets, so we were in City A while City B and City C were already being built. Unbelievable! So as yeah. we get to B, A is being torn down and you know already being built at City D it may be six days away, but that's how long that yeah. stage actually takes to build.
1: There's a lot of, there's a lot of artists that are that big, like on that Metallica tour, like you too, for instance, they're known for doing these huge arena, arena tours. You too. <laughs> uh, me, me too. Also? Yes. Uh, the band you as well. Um, <laughs> No, but they're they, you know they're known for doing these huge productions on their tours, you know, the, stadium the, tours, the, yeah, yeah, the three hundred and sixty tour or stuff like that. Yep. So it's it's a it's just this rotating thing. Like with the shows happening, the show before is getting torn down, and the next two or three shows are getting but
2: built. But let me ask you this: in terms of the pyro team, you're but you're not going ahead, right? You're you're kind of the. Ch- the show the present show that you're working on that's what you're doing that's the show we're at yeah right.
0: so we only have one set as far as the pyro gear how many people are on the pyro team uh, we had 6 people this past year okay wow i actually pretty would good have size guessed crew. more yeah, I actually would have guessed wonder. more, but so six of you, six, we have, uh, we had one, you know, dedicated pyro guy that did all of the actual stuff that went up in the air that everybody saw Bart Simpson. Yes. Yeah. We had, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had two guys that did all the stuff underneath the deck. Um, you know, the moth and the flame and the one, the dancing flames. And then right. myself and I had another guy that was climbing for me and he would actually go up to the top of these towers, you know, 75, 80 feet in the air with a rope. I would tie the rope onto the gear at the bottom. He would haul it up. Secure it, wow. then haul up the hose. Secure it. I would hook everything up downstairs. Then we would test fire everything. So it was it was a long day. I mean, you're, you're climbing seventy five to ninety feet in the air. It'll take a lot out of you. Well, those
1: so. those, those towers weren't short at all. If anybody listening went to the stadium massive, tour, massive, giant. I mean, those screens alone are how tall were those? Oh, I, I don't remember. Uh, uh, the screens you're not now. a hundred seventy five LED guy. <laughs>
0: No, but I mean those towers are huge. I mean we yeah. 50, 60 feet, and we were above that. Yeah, uh, we used hundred foot hoses for the entire you know for all of the the positions, and we used every inch of hose. Yeah, just out of necessity. It's-
2: so when you're talking about tying ropes and guys climbing, and obviously knowing the pyro itself, like what what kind of training did you have, if any, or like what what are the prerequisites? I know I jokingly mentioned how many fingers were blown off, but. To, to sort of like be trusted with that sort of level of danger and security and safety. What, what like walk us through what credentials are like to be able to be trusted to do that job.
0: I've got, uh, you know, a couple different, uh, national, uh, licenses. I guess you could say a lot of them, it's just background check, making sure I'm not a felon. I'm not crazy. If you on don't on want Facebook, a crazy person. my <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of it's, you know, just figuring out how to put stuff together. I'm, I'm lucky where I'm very mechanically inclined. So I've learned how things work. I learned how things work very quickly. So when something breaks, that's, that's how you can really tell a good tech is not how well he can do the job every day. It's when things are broken, solving how problems. quick, yeah. How right. quick can you get it fixed? Or a lot of times, like the second it breaks before even looking at it, you
1: can usually tell like, like, you know, as a guitar tech, it's like if all of a sudden I hear something go wonky. I'm like, Oh, that's that stupid fucking pedal that gives me trouble every day. Or yeah. for you, it might be like that damn hundred foot hose.
2: Yeah. Well, I remember at the St. Louis show, I was able to talk to you a couple of times. I talked to you before the show. I talked to you right before Metallica went on. And then we got to hang out a little bit afterwards. And in St. Louis, you guys actually weren't able to do the dancing flame thing because it'd been raining. all. It time. rained.
0: And this was one of those tours where we just, accepted the rain (laughs) it it rained almost every day it felt like yeah it was I think even in Philly when you were there it wasn't bad but it rained a little bit I think it rained the day before Um, there was there was days where we were still working at four o'clock in the morning and it was snowing and ice and rain when you went up to Canada maybe it wasn't even Canada I think it was uh, uh, MetLife Um, where uh, was that that New 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 Jersey New New Jersey yeah
1: I've heard of are we joking or was
0: it actually that was actually New Jersey. New Jersey. Jersey yeah um, that was a rough show. Uh, Boston the next night was a rough show. Mm. Just, uh, in, it just, but it rained a lot. In
2: terms of your job, in terms of like getting the pyro off,
0: well, and you got to figure if I've got a guy ninety feet in the air and it's raining and it's snowing and it's icing, it's not safe for him to be up there. Right. So I'll bring him down. You know, hey, let's let's go warm up. Um, we tried using uh, little Jimmy lift buckets to to take the gear up instead of ropes for those days, and sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Um, it was a rough tour, but we got it done every now and then we'd have issues. Like you said, in, in St. Louis, the, the, uh, those were called flame bars. Those just didn't work. Hmm. They got wet. We didn't have enough time to dry them out. When you guys were in Detroit as well, we had a flash, you know, a quick pop-up brainstorm. And that's why I wasn't able to come see you guys at hockey. That's Town. Right, yeah. Uh, it was, a. we tried to get everything covered up. We ended up getting it dried out, uh, just in time for the show. And we were down there with, with hair dryers, trying to get right. electronics that. dried so, out,
2: I, I think it would be the surprise a lot of our listeners to know that at that level, like you're solving problems. You're literally putting these things in front of hair dryers in
0: the in the venue
2: bathrooms, right?
0: Well, we didn't even have that uh, luxury of that. We actually went and bought blow dryers that day, that day, and ran extension cords, and we were blow drying electronics, just trying to get them dry enough to work. Amazing. So, so it, let me
2: ask you this: so, so when you have to make that kind of decision, like, hey, we actually need to go purchase blow dryers. Obviously, Metallica is a very successful band. There's overhead and stuff, but we all have like people above us that have to keep an eye on budgets and stuff. You have that sort of carte blanche to say uh, we need a runner to go get blow dryers. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, there's
0: no pyro tonight. Pretty much, and that's what we told them. Like this is this is the deal. If you want pyro, go to Home Depot, Walmart, wherever they went. Get us at least two hair dryers now.
2: Now, when you have these kind of hiccups, which are in in our world, in our sort of normal world of working in the entertainment industry, um, th- this happens all the time. You have to solve the problem. Would would a conundrum like that even reach the band? No. They, they would never even know that that...
1: I'd imagine the only time it would reach the band is if it was pushing the set time back.
0: If it Well, and we would never do that. Right. That's one of those things. we would kill work. the pyro
2: before it pushes set time back. Yeah,
0: we're not going to push anything back any further than what we're allowed to. Sure. Um, but no one's going to James
2: Hetfield and saying, uh, is it cool if we buy 36,000 hair dryers? <laughs>
0: <laughs> even then, I'm sure he'd be okay with it. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, when you were in uh, St. Louis, it just didn't, it didn't work. So right. we let them know right... I mean, maybe minutes beforehand. Hey, guys, it's it's not going to work tonight. It's wet. We're sorry. We'll make it up for you tomorrow night. Do you remember the St. Louis show? I, I know it's not. It,
2: it, this is not a pyro thing, but that was the first night that they had to build that thing for Lars.
0: Yeah, the little rain deck thing. Um, and we were all confounded. Night, yeah. That was the first time anybody had ever touched it.
2: Well, we could tell. I mean, we could tell that um, obviously me sort of being privy a little bit to the, the behind-the-scenes stuff. We're in the snake pit, me and my friend Brad front row and we're watching this build this thing and we were all just like what the fuck is this thing and they were having
0: trouble putting it together you yeah that was, was the was... first time anybody had put any hands on it so at it all it was
1: it was already a creation that just hadn't been used yet. it was Correct. something i think they prepared for but it actually pushed the show back
0: a few minutes yeah no um, nothing crazy and i don't think it rained after that no. i think once they built it, it yeah, of course it right. rained yeah. all afterwards. day until the show uh, yeah. after that day that was a mandatory build during build day or set day like regardless of weather Just correct yeah they built it anyways and then right before doors they would make that call of all right it looks clear take it down put it away put it in a truck or okay let's keep it we're, we're, we might use it i don't think yeah. we actually ever used it though mm-hmm. but it was a good thing to have i mean you can't let you can't let that kind of a drum set get wet for sure well i mean not i mean not in the drum set but I mean,
1: you got expensive ass microphones on that thing cabling all that the stuff. lights
2: and stuff yeah so okay so assuming nothing goes wrong we talked about the build process there's the three builds happening in advance let's say it's just a normal day there's no rain there's no bullshit walk us through kind of briefly when you wake up what's your day like
0: so we'll wake up uh, come in first thing we do is go to catering because for for what time is
2: breakfast Uh,
0: yeah breakfast nine sometimes ten depending on what time we get to the arena uh, depending on what city we're in Will depend on you know time zones, what what time sunrise actually is. We try to get there pretty close to sunrise. So
2: we'll have a day sheet for every different
0: day. Yeah, we'd get an email the night before saying, hey, you know your your call time is you know nine a.m. Right. Um, so we get there nine o'clock or so, have breakfast, we dump a truck. Um, and then, like I said, we kind of have three separate crews of people. We had a the downstairs crew, the upstairs crew, and then a pyro crew. Hmm. So we'd get all the stuff pushed to the room. He'd start building the pyro stuff. Uh, you know, the downstairs guys would start building their stuff, and then me and my guy would kind of get everything separated. We'd start our day. We'd try to get as much done as we could by lunch, come down and eat. You know, and as soon as lunch was over, we're right back at it. Uh, there's days where 5 o'clock, we're back at the hotel having a drink, There's days five o'clock in the morning. We're just now getting done. So a day could be 12 hours. A day could be 20 hours. Hmm. Wow.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've, you know, like I've talked about the podcast before, I've, you know, I've worked for Kings Leon for a while and, yeah, there's just certain things that you just can't anticipate, and then it might turn your day into a 20-hour day
0: or whatever. Yeah. Whether that be weather or that be malfunctioning equipment or something. And we would pick up on that. You know, if if something didn't work, uh, you know, say Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, that's the first thing we're diagnosing. Sure. Yeah. You know, why didn't this work last night? Let's take it apart. Let's rebuild it. See if it's just maybe wet. We'll test fire it. If everything goes well. Everybody gets to have a drink at the end of the night. It sounds
1: like you you guys should have built a bunch of uh, what Lars had over his drum kit, but little tiny versions of it.
0: We did. <laughs> um, certain things were built to get wet. Uh, certain things obviously can't, you know, electronics. And we would use visqueen, uh, yeah. which is, for the normal person, a, a tarp. It's a real thick really, plastic. Yeah, yeah. plastic. Uh, we would cover certain things. Um, we had you know, steel covers for certain things so they wouldn't get wet in certain areas. Um, a lot of our equipment has actually been waterproofed because of working outdoors, working in the rain. Uh, companies have kind of caught up with us of, you know, we have to be able to let it get wet. And still function and still be safe sure when you
2: when you say you've tested it you test fire it or whatever are you doing that at the venue you're just sort of allotting some space to sort of are you testing it on the deck or
0: so so yeah we would test things on the deck and we would be given you know maybe 30 minutes at the end of our build day of okay we can test the deck we can and the stuff up in the air we always have that um i guess authority we can tell you know maybe the video guy or the lighting guy that's up top hey guys Stay away from, you know, the pyro areas. We're going to test fire something. something. Um, And then same thing right before doors, uh, we would get probably 30 minutes of testing it one more time, making sure everything's talking correctly, uh, making sure, you know, we don't have any valves sticking. Uh, You know, all of our uh, propane levels are where they should be for whatever reason. If maybe they dropped overnight, if we had a leak, you know, we have to get that fixed before the show. Well,
2: let's say everything's working as it should. Okay. Normal load in day, you get through lunch and all this. What, where, where does your work kind of supper You get a break. and I mean, are you on hand for the show? I mean, you're. Oh, yeah. so, so walk us through. Do um, you get a break, right? From 5 o'clock, you said sometimes you're in a hotel drinking. When are you back on hand? You've prepped everything. You've well, test I think fired an off everything. That's day he's talking about, right? Oh,
0: I'm sorry. Okay. 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 So for a load in day, you're you not know, drinking if, on a show day. On 5 o'clock. No. <laughs> no. Uh, if we get done early enough on a load in day and we get to get back to the hotel and we you know maybe i'll go to clean the, up maybe. yeah go take a shower because we definitely need it yeah. summer tour uh i think it was miami where it was 110 degrees 100 yeah. uh, percent humidity and it rained and it was just a sticky yeah wet super humid yeah and we finally get back to the hotel everybody took a shower we all met downstairs at, you know it was a good day for us we were actually able to get everything done early enough we got to go have a vodka
2: because whereas like r- like riggers are able to do their work all day, and then they kind of can just during the show they're pieced out. Oh yeah, and then they have to break it all down, of course. But you yeah. have to work all day, set up day, and then you're on hand because you're actually firing shit. Yeah, I remember you took a picture of uh, you. Remember you took a picture of me and Brad. I didn't even see it. You were under the snake pit. Yeah, I was. You I was guys under actually, the deck,
0: and I I was able to see you through uh, the, like our little mesh. white mesh. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, during the show, we're everybody's you know paying attention. Everything's fired from one position. We actually have a shooter, and that's his job. Is to he listens to the song, he knows his cues. So, what would an example be? Like a song moment. Uh, you know, for fuel. Okay. And
2: he's got. Uh, Which, by the way, I just have to say, without kissing your ass, one of the highlights of the stadium tour. What's the pyro in fuel? Oh yeah, yeah.
0: that's uh, one of my favorite songs. Well, you have too. to have Me too. pyro
1: on a song called Fuel. Also, one of his yeah. favorite songs. You hear that? Yeah, I did. We mm-hmm. got a reload lover over
0: here. We'll uh, we'll go through my top five here in a minute. Which I think three of oh, my yeah, top Oh, five. oh, will. oh he's I have a top five. Oh, you're
1: directing the show now. Okay. <laughs> Funny thing,
0: your uh, your guy that said he had his overrated episode yeah. songs. I think three of my songs were on his overrated list.
1: I know. I was
2: going to say <laughs> oh, I, I didn't agree with any of his overrated songs. <laughs> thing they should not be Sabbath True Fuel. Yikes, those are my favorites. Okay,
0: but yeah, Fuel Fuel's one of my favorites. Uh, not well, only for the pyro, but it's a good
2: song. Well, actually, let's. So the set list was mostly the same, right? For the North American tour, there were a few rotating slots. Fuel being one of them. Let's go through kind of the set. What, what were your big moments? So you're on you're on hand for the show. The show's happening. They're coming out with hard
0: so yeah hardwired um we didn't have anything for hardwired that i the balloons happened right uh the balloons went up for hardwired and then down for atlas rise right so um we didn't control the balloons but they did pop and we gave that pop sensation behind it you made that sound uh yeah and they're called feds i believe is what we called them uh the federal sparkly, european dichotomies yeah I dichotomies the, those were those were like uh like, like uh I know, I know a couple power terms concussion yeah, blasts yeah not quite concussion uh they did have a uh, a little bit of a pop to them um which gives that same sound of a concussion yeah uh but to give it that pop sound you know if a balloon pops it's, yeah. it <claps> pops I don't know how that's going to sound in here. That sounded pretty good to me. Yeah. That sounded
1: great, yeah. yeah. Um, record I thought I was at a Metallica show for a yeah. second. I thought I was about to play Atlas Rice. So you had to time it with those balloons. You had so, to yeah. time this pop set. And
0: everybody talks to each other. It's uh, you know the, the band knows when it's going to happen. The balloon guys that have to hit the button to make the balloon go Pennywise away. the clown
1: is there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that there's there's a, a dude on the tour. that's the balloon guy. The balloon guy, yeah. <laughs> I think we had four. He's in catering <laughs> and making balloon animals, too. He's like, I do it all, guys. I do the balloons. No, I'm a balloon board. guy through and through. I'll oh, do yeah. lots of balloons. It's up there for hardware then it deflates out of I, I made a various I can, time. Yeah. I made you a bicycle while you eat your lunch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the the balloon guys were actually the same guys that did the M and the A. Oh, okay, uh, cool. Um, which, those which,
1: were bitching, too. I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent. No, no, but no. When Let's I saw photos of, of that before we went to the, uh, any show... I thought they were like They're act- balloons. Yeah, they're yeah, inflatable. They're just really big I, I thought balloons. they were like
2: plastic or aluminum or something, but they're yeah. they're, they're they're inflatable. Uh,
1: yeah,
2: and you f- you were telling us in Detroit that they they actually sucked down into a what did you call it? Just a really big trunk. A trunk. Road <laughs>
0: case, same thing.
2: Did you call it something else? I think you called it something else. What did I call it? What did the balloon guy call it? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, but you, man, uh, um, you called it something that kind of confounded me at the time. I mean it wasn't like a huge mystery. But I was yeah, like, oh, that's I, called
0: that. Cool. Well they had name We we name
2: our cases. By the way, have you uh, heard, maybe that's what it was. Have you yeah. heard the story about how we tried to get in the snake pit at Detroit? I, yeah. <laughs> it was, was like so everyone be cool. Everyone be cool. And they're like, Oh no, you're you you
1: do not belong here. The okay. sad face as you <laughs> walk <laughs> back, was, the, fake the, it, walk call. The, fake the fake phone. call. Yeah, well, I took the fake phone fake, call. I, yeah. took a fake phone I call. just I just kinda like looked straight <laughs> ahead and kept walking. Yeah, that it was kind of up in the air at that, that Detroit show. <laughs> it was like, oh, you might be able to get in the snake pit. Oh, you might as well try. Sure, okay. Just look let, like you belong let, there. Let's go try." Yeah. And the first dude before you got to the actual snake pit was like, "Oh,
2: yeah, he oh, he, he, green, he greenlit us. And I was like, "Oh, motherfucker, we're in. This oh, we're fucking works." In the snake pit. Yeah. No, this works. The other guys like, "Oh, no." Like, Matt so, and but yeah. Hooked it up. But so so those were balloons. So the balloon guy does the the big the hardwire balloons with their the hardwire cover on it. Then he did the M and the A. Yeah.
0: I think that was a four four or three or four guys. Um and that was that was all they did. Okay. They came in in the morning. They put the M and the A up. They'd climb up top. They'd put the balloon inside the, the little sucker mechanism to blow it up and then suck it back in. And then they go back to the hotel. Now, and sleep. one of the shows <laughs> I saw,
2: whether it was St. Louis or Detroit, one of the balloons actually like actually blew up. Where it looked like something went wrong.
0: They did have a couple issues because they're supposed um, to just
2: deflate and then you keep the balloon. So they were actually one-
0: velcroed. Um, i think four separate pieces and they kind of velcro together to make a little sphere Uh, the pop was actually a string that rips the velcro and then it sucks back into the tube wow i think i never really paid a lot of attention that kind of it's what it looked like from when i saw it being worked on and played with um more of a balloon guy issue yeah that's a that's a balloon guy so what's
2: the first big pyro moment from that set list from that tour uh, so
0: I'd have to look at a set list, which you oh, we, guys, uh, you guys have all right of my here. set yeah, list. Yeah, you can look at them. Uh, but yeah, Atlas was our first hit of the night. I'm pretty sure towards Fuel, uh, which was a ro- rotating slot with um, – Well, so we have Hardwired, Atlas, uh, Bells. I don't think we had anything for Bells unless so there, I have it underlined. Um, So, so then uh, uh, this particular
2: – so Matt gave us all these set lists from the tour. Um, Amazing, yeah. The one I just picked up has memory, but fuel. So fuel would be the first moment.
0: Yeah, and that's just a, a big flame moment for us. So uh, we have eight of those. Six of them were up in the truss. We'd put two out in the, the seat areas. Uh, and yeah, and I think they're kind of warm. They're a little warm.
1: Um, God, when those things went off, and we, were, we, we, we stood out in front of the house by, right by Big Mick. Blazing. And even back there, it was like, my God, those are fucking hot. Yeah.
0: At that point, you guys are probably like 200 feet away. Yeah. I, I'm not a, a math guy, but I know there's angles the and, that and stuff. Right. Yeah. Call it 200 feet. It's still really warm. Uh, there's been times where I was on the complete opposite end of the stadium during test just to, to feel it. And it's an actual heat rush. Yeah. And I'm sure some of the listeners, a lot of the listeners have been to the show. They know that heat. Oh, yeah. That rush of heat. And it's a...
2: I felt it's, it in the Snake Pit. I felt it in the oh, Snake Pit and in, in Detroit. And everywhere.
0: I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's insane. I, I love that feeling. And, and you guys, you know, talking to you guys afterwards and listening to the podcast, you guys talking about it, that's that's what makes me love my job. Yeah. Is knowing that you guys it, could feel that heat.
2: It was literally like, is one of the biggest bands in the world. We all have these lifelong connections to their songs and stuff. The feeling of that heat was one of the biggest takeaways of the whole show.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, it is. Yeah. It, right. It's like, all, it almost makes it like an interactive show. Yeah. You know, yeah. You see the flames it, and you feel the heat. And well,
2: it kind, it kind gives of. gives you like a rush. It kind know? of felt dangerous. Like, to be yeah. honest, it was like, oh shit, should I be feeling this that that
1: hot? Yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah. did the balloon guy fuck up? So, <laughs> so, fuel, so, fuels fire? the
2: big moment. Then on a typical show, be unforgiven. Not anything there.
0: Uh, I, don't think we did anything there. Now that we're dead, big drum moment. Yeah, that was the drum thing. We didn't play with that any. Um, then we get Moth, Moth is the dancing flame. Moth so, was the dancing so thing. tell us
2: about the dancing flame. Well, uh, what that makes was... it dance,
0: and what does it take to make that and all that shit? So uh, let me go through my notes. You guys were laughing about By the my way, notes a second ago. one of
2: our best guests ever came super prepared with notes. With notes, yeah.
0: So um, On his iPad. He came but, with gifts and notes. Yeah. The iPad that I actually left a review on iTunes, which if you go do that, you could win a $25 gift card. Look at this guy. I, I think I'm just going to head home. <laughs> me too. I think Matt's I got me. I think me and Clint should head home and Matt can just keep doing this episode. Just clean up after yourself when you're done. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's I'm a mop stack. up when I'm done. Uh, so we used 16 uh, units. Each unit had six heads, which the math is 96, I think. So 96 individual propane heads that in certain sequences gave it that, you know, waving, dancing look. Yeah. Um, those were actually really simple they they also do a bar uh, that's why we call them flame bars so that's uh you get the 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 big wall pop or you can get the kind of the small dancing flame so it's one long thing they're all end it, to end to end because it,
1: it, when, it, when it's going back and forth it almost looks like it's some kind of units on a track or something but then when it does the rise and fall
0: um, and they're all little all-fire all bumps. Off, yeah. yeah, we call those bumps when they're all the, the rise and falls, bump, bump, bump. Yeah. And are they um, programmed? It's or? all one big program. Okay. And my shooter, all he would do at the top of that song was hit the button. Um, everything's time-coded, which you guys can probably explain time-code better than I could. But Is it all to to a click or something? Kind of. It's, uh, it's on a grid. It's close. Yeah, yeah it's not It's not to a, a click track, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So there, everything's time-coded. So... Um, you know, unit one head one goes. Unit one head two goes, and it's that gives it that kind of waving back and forth. And then the all fires is just just that. It's an all fire. All ninety six heads are bump bump bump. It's mm. cool. Wow, that's the,
2: so awesome. So okay, let's let's talk just uh, before we continue going down the set list because I think that's an interesting way to sort of talk about it. But when we're talking, we and we talked about this a little bit in Detroit. When we're talking um, propane. What it takes to do all that. You guys aren't traveling with the propane; it's getting dropped, right? Yeah. So every
0: city we get to, uh, we have a rider. Which again, you guys could explain riders a little better than me. The green M
2: and M's, (laughs) uh, football helmet full of cottage cheese, um, uh, Jack Daniels, and seventeen thousand gallons of propane. Yes, that's pretty
0: close. Yeah. Uh, So I. Uh, on the, the stuff up in the air, we used about eight hundred gallons. The stuff underneath was about a hundred gallons for, for one show. Uh, for one show, eight hundred gallons for the t- stuff up top. Up top, uh, sorry, upstairs. Upstairs, yeah. yeah. Um, so we were using in, roughly inside, nine, though. about nine hundred gallons per show. Wow, God of damn. liquid pure propane,
2: crazy. Um, so and, and you can't travel that. So it's we don't be, travel. And it was you said it was airdropped or it was. Just, so every city
0: they, that we go to beforehand, we make a phone call and we tell you know air gas or whatever local propane company. Hey, we need eight, 100 pounders. We need five, 20 pounds. And that's
2: just whoever advances Metallica shows. They're advancing it before the tour probably even starts. Yeah, oh yeah. You, you, call that's you call something
1: that's, that's been, been done Hill from King of the Hill. <laughs> well, I, need well, I got my pro- propane. propane. Well, I'll tell
2: you what. Paw paw vibe. <laughs> well, some... I'll tell you what, now what you're going to need here on the, uh, North American stadium worldwide tours, uh, upstairs, you're going to need about, uh, 800 gallons of propane. And, uh, Downstairs, uh, you're gonna need about 800 gallons of propane, and uh, well, I tell you what, man, i don't know the propane man. I can put up the stairs, man. <laughs> what no you do you is then pounds. you take a big lighter, and did you get it at the Seven Eleven? See, and you set it on fire, and try not to blow all your hands off. See, all your hands. <laughs> <laughs> so good God, I mean, do you, are you privy to what that costs? I mean, what's the overhead on? Just I mean, when pro- I go to
0: Walmart and swap out a 20 pounder, I think it's 20 bucks. Right. So. Times that by 900-ish. Again, the math podcast. Yeah. Math-talica.
1: I, 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 <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think I have a calculator on my phone. Um,
2: so it's expensive. It's I mean, expensive, it's, yeah. Just to do this, this one thing. Um, is there any... It's, ever at any left- 20, it's at least $100. I'll tell you that. Oh, okay, good. We saw crack the code. <laughs> is there ever any left over? Do you really use it all? Oh, no, we tried it. You kind of got it That last...
0: Uh, I think whatever the last song is, let me... Um, it's Sam whatever man? that well, it's the whatever the rotating uh, first encore slot. Oh, the, so the it's thrash like slot. Black and fire, fire. Seeking, uh, yeah, fire, fire with fire. Yeah, um, we would just drain it at that point. Whatever's left during, whatever the, song. Laughing, during like, the song, boom, that going last hit was just a, a, a hold until it quits going. And wow! We, he, so even even if the boys end the song, is it still going sometimes? Or a little bit? Yeah, we'd try to give it a little flicker, maybe a couple bumps, just to give it a little yeah. texture, but. We would use every bit of propane. And then we get to the next city. There's another 900 gallons sitting there waiting for us. Wow. And we use a hand, a local. He roll it in for us. We hook it up and use it all over again. Was there
1: ever a moment at any show where you got to the venue, saw the pile of propane, and there's just something like maybe the company was just not as good or something. And you, you walk over there and you start trying to roll things around and you start to attach
0: the hoses. and You're like, wait, this fucking sucks. Or... Uh, these these tanks are old and so certain or- cities have certain regulations um a lot of the uh, indoor stadiums that we played you can't have more than a certain amount of poundage inside the arena at a certain time hmm. so instead of the 100 pounders that i would use for the stuff upstairs i would use 20 pounders okay so i'd bring in a 20 pounder i'd fill um like an accumulator tank that would hold that 20 pounds then i'd go get another 20 pounder fill it go get another 20 pounder, fill it until I've got my hundred pounds. So that
1: almost would require more work on your part. If there's, if there's harsher regulations in a venue.
2: Yeah. When it comes to that kind of red tape, depending on the venue, uh, how does that play out? Like who's in charge of sort of, okay, we're playing this venue. They have this sort of like uh, red tape about how many poundage.
0: That's something that uh, that we have somebody at our company that that's her job. And she's very good at her job. She knows every city, every arena, uh, or stadium, whatever we're going to play, she knows the fire marshal because uh, that's another thing we deal with a fire department in every city. Um, oh yeah, anytime there's
1: any, any show there's pyro. The, 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 when when Matt was talking about doing like you know tests and stuff during the day on a loading day or whatever, like the fire marshal has to come there and approve it and stuff. Yeah, right?
0: we always have a fire marshal on hand. He comes in and we we'll show him. You know, this is what um, a big gun looks like, and we'd hit it for him. And then we'd step back. You know, this is what a fire screen looks like. We'd shoot it for him. This is what a mine looks like. We'd shoot it for him. You ever run into them. any trouble with these people? Uh, for the most part, no. Every now and then you kind of get one that's, you know, we'll. Uh, maverick. Yeah. Well, you, you've got I the one that's. I don't know about uh, that one now. We do always have, you know, the, the new guy. We run a we tight always ship run over into. here, see? Yeah. Yeah, see? Uh, that looks a little too big. Well, and their their biggest thing is uh, distance from people. Because right. we have to be a certain amount of footage from the nearest uh, person. We don't count the band or the crew They're to, to the fire marshal. Yeah, they're not them, people. Yeah. 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 They signed up for they, it. They know yeah. what they're doing. They're on the death march anyway. Yeah. James um, has been
1: burned once. He's like, fucking bring it on. I've, I've survived this already.
0: Well, if you notice, anytime we do anything on the actual deck, he's nowhere near the main oh, stage. Yeah. Well, okay. He's so, all the way, so, way down.
2: Out. So, okay. So, I wanted to get... So, the, a few patrons did ask this. Um, obviously if you know anything about Metallica, if, if you're listening to the show, you know that our homie, our main man, Mr. Jimmy James Hetfield, senior junior Esquire, uh, was burned in Montreal during Fade Black, missed Pyro Q. Now it seems all these years later, obviously, especially on the arena tours, they still have a shit ton of Pyro on the deck. Now, what's the prep like? Do they rehe- did you do re- production rehearsals? Did- they obviously know where all this shit's firing.
0: Yeah, he's very, very aware of where everything is. And that's something when we were in Baltimore for the first show, we did a, a full walkthrough the night before, a dress rehearsal. And we talked to him, you know, this is this song, this is what it's going to look like. And we stood back and we kind of, you know, here's where you should be. Where are you comfortable being for this part of this show? And you tailor it to that maybe. Yeah. And you know, and if he says, well, you know, let's, let's kind of tone it down so I can be at this point at this, you know, this time. Uh, he's very, very good about knowing where he should be. Yeah. And
2: what about the other guys? Is is he more so because of his trauma with fire? More So
0: yeah, we, we obviously tailor to him, right? right. We're going to tailor to the entire band. Everybody knows where they need to be at a certain time, but that's also what my shooter's job is. Lars has no choice. He has yeah. to sit down in the same spot. So. Uh, and we're, don't we're put far the fire
2: here, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we actually, there was nights uh, where if we maybe had a headwind for Moth, we would uh, cut out a certain amount of, I think it was four units that were right in front of him because as we were doing our wave back and forth, that wind would hit the flames and bring them right into his face. Oh, that's and not good. Uh, Part of my job during the show was I actually was stage left. So if you guys are in the crowd, I was on the right-hand side. Kirk side. um, Kirk side. Kind of looking at him and making sure he's okay for that entire little portion. For moth. For moth. And I remember actually getting looked at of it's hot. And that was, you know, okay, for tomorrow, we'll remember that. If we have any sort of a headwind, we pre program uh, we would have two programs. We would have a normal night or a headwind night. Yeah. Okay. So depending on the weather, if, if we had wind hitting him in the face, we would cut out those foreheads and we would give him a heads up. You know, hey, you're not going to see those foreheads tonight. We're not going to get you warm.
2: And that's a really great example of stuff that I don't think most people know that goes into um – outdoor shows it's very dicey the weather can change everything even with big mick oh yeah if it's very if it's very humid or dense he's having to mix it completely differently because it's going through humidity
1: or or even if it's you know even if it's a windy night in a a stadium with pyro i mean wind with audio it's like you can sit there and watch a show and you can you can hear the sound shift because of the wind it's there's a lot there's a lot of factors that go into an outdoor show and maybe people listening right now who have, have been to these shows on this on the last metallica tour um, don't quite realize what all goes into it, which is obviously why we're talking to you. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of variables in an outdoor show, whether it's a festival or a stadium or an amphitheater or something. Let's uh, so,
2: and we're going to get to a lot of some of the patron questions. Let's keep going down the set list. So, the moth thing is obviously was a huge amazing thing in the show and of course on the arena tour now they're doing these goddamn drones
1: oh my gosh yeah yeah.
0: they don't light on fire so i don't know (laughs) if they're on fire he doesn't know flaming drones i would love to get a chance to light a few drones on fire so maybe when they come back to the one show exclusive just once the very last one this is going to be our finale we're going to light the drones on fire james will
2: be out of the arena by then (laughs) so another huge moment i mean when ethan went to the pittsburgh show uh, Philly, yeah. Oh, the Philly show. Excuse me. Um, before I was able to see my first World Wide show, and he f- told me personally that the one, the song one wow. has. Oh it's gosh. a big moment, right?
1: Well, they've but, always done a, a good amount of pyro at the beginning of that song because, of course, the, the, the well they w- play the, the tape sample, and yeah. it's war. But the the, the 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 feedback
2: on that tour was like, holy shit! The one moment is crazy. Oh, dude, it was can we amazing. can
0: we just camp out there for a second? Oh yeah. So um, obviously, it was the the flame stuff underneath the deck. We also had some. Uh, uh, kind of sort of FEDs, same thing that we use for Atlas that just kind of gave that pop. Uh, we teamed up with the laser crew. So as a laser shot down at a certain point, that's the one that shot off. So yeah. it looked like as a, uh, I think it was supposed to be a plane or a helicopter as it was flying over, shooting down. That's what you saw was the pop ups of a shot. Hmm. Uh, we used the stuff up top, the the big guns. Um, and we also used 300 foot comets. And just watching those go up and lighting up the entire the entire stadium with comets just I think it was red at the time red comets lighting up an entire stadium of people and everybody's heads you know up watching that that was amazing it it, it was a very very cool piece yeah um,
2: was that like I, maybe a moment in the show that you sort of relished a little bit like it
0: was and and you know after twenty something shows, mm-hmm. you kind of. You know the timing of it, so you're able to kind of turn your head at the right time and watch them as they're going up. Um, but that was another thing that you know with the, with those big guns when we hit them real hard at the end for uh, that final explosion. That's another one of those that uh, at fuel you get that big heat blast yeah. that the yeah, entire yeah. Oh. arena or the, the entire stadium is able to feel at one time. One of my favorite moments oh, of yeah. the whole tour Hands down,
1: for sure. But that one intro, so like like you said, you pointed out that the, the second the laser comes down and, and like hits the deck and there's an explosion, like the timing of all that was so perfect and, and precise.
0: Yeah, our designer, our shooter, and then the designer and the shooter from the laser team, which is another company, they, they spent a lot of time just back and forth of, okay, this laser is going to hit here. Then at the exact same time, we're going to hit the right piece of pyro. That was a long process. I yeah, think it yeah. took them about two days of programming to get it just right. Well, so this
2: was another, another patron thing that they asked. So your company was contracted, right, to do the pyro. Yeah. How much did you – I think I asked you this too when we were talking privately in Detroit, but – how much you guys, did you guys plan out before the tour? Did you guys come up with your own designs? Was the band involved with, oh, we want a dancing flame. We want this to happen during one. Did they give you a lot
0: of freedom? Or? So that was a big Lars thing. You know, so Lars, Lars has his, yeah, he wants his involvement. And he wants his say in everything. Um, the designer and the the actual stage designer and the scenic designer, they all get together probably months before the actual shows and talk about you know, this is what the set's gonna look like. What can you do? So then the designer would sit back. He'd probably take a few days and, okay, you know, we have these trusses. I can put flames up here. Uh, I have this area. I can put pyro here. I can put flames under the stage. He would send that back to the designers of, you know, what do you guys think? Okay, we'll send it to Lars. Let's see what he thinks. We'll talk through James. Let's see what so a lot, he thinks. A lot of back and forth. It's a lot of back and forth, and it was. I wasn't privy to that information because at the time you kinda I was, got the final schematic or whatever. I, I showed up in, you know, Mexico. We did a, it was the same set with a little bit different gear. But when I showed up in Baltimore, it was, this is what we're going to do. Let's make it work guys. And we did. And it's, it's crazy to think too, with a, with a show that big, not only do you have the, py, the pyro
1: team, uh, there's a designer for that. There's a designer for the video team. Oh yeah. the Designer for the lighting team. Like, and, and and on top of that, all those people
0: all have to work together and they're all from different companies too. Oh yeah. I think we, uh, I can't remember. It's probably nine or 10 uh, different individual companies with anywhere from five people, I think was the smallest crew to 25 people. Yeah. So I want to say we had roughly a hundred people of vendors that were on the crew every day. Uh, plus the three separate crews of steel guys, plus the you know the production side we have uh, production managers tour managers stage managers um we've how many, got our,
2: how many people would you say like total like would be like on your average on like a normal many, day
0: yeah. probably 125 to 130 how many wow how many buses
2: how many trucks
0: do you so let me check my notes again because i actually wrote <laughs> again, this our down studious guest here um so I'm pretty sure we had 18 trucks for the actual show. 18 semis, semi trucks, and that was the backline. That was audio, um, lighting, video. Were you guys pyro. flying your own PA gear? Yeah, every sh- well each show we only had one set. Okay. So every you know that was the in and out every night. Plus they were using these. Uh, there were new subs, and you guys probably did a little more research about them than I did, but very low frequency subs to give that one stage rattle. Um, oh, there was I, a couple moments where I thought I was going to actually like, shit myself. Uh, oh, big,
2: we were uh, by Big Mick in uh, Detroit, and it, it was heavy on the low end.
0: Yeah, I, I can't remember what they're called. I remember reading about them, but there were some very, very low frequency, like five megahertz, maybe? That sounds like Back to the Future Part Two. It's it's 1.21 1. gigahertz. It's, there we
1: go. <laughs> 1.21. I can't remember it's the, a, the, it's a, the, the terminology. It's, it's a pooping frequency. It'll make you They serious. are very, very low. The brown, low. Note, the brown note. Well, what, when I was at the Philly show, I remember... Um, uh, who was this? Oh, our, uh, the Kings front of house guy? Him and I were standing there watching the show, and we were in a very bass heavy area. We were right, right, right to the left of Big tent And then tent. you kind of moved just a little yeah, bit and, away, and, and, and it cleared I saw up. him kind of walking around because he's, he's an audio guy, and he's walking around kind of listening. He comes over and he goes, Hey, man, come here, check this out. And we walk over like maybe 20 feet, and he goes, See how much less bass there is right here? And so we kept moving around to find, like, the perfect sweet spot. You know, it's such an audio guy thing to do. But, yeah, we found, like, this sweet spot wasn't too much space. It was just enough. No soiling that night. It was great. The, well, no soiling that you know of. That I know of, yeah. wearing since diapers. Then, so. I haven't showered since then. So.
0: so how many buses do you think? I think we were about 10 buses with 10 to 11 per bus. Okay. And then, of course, there were certain people that didn't ride buses that, uh, you know, they were on the plane going straight to the next city. But there was there's quite a few of us uh, yeah. plus the local crew every day. I think we were, uh, I want to say we were 50 local crew every day. Um, so every city that we go to, there's probably a union. I was going to say was they, it
2: was it a union? A lot of crew? a lot of places were union. So for those of you who don't know, union union crew, it's very intense. Like oh, yeah. they have very regimented um, goals positions. Uh, my first experience of that was playing Radio City Music Hall. And there was what's oh, called New a, York. well, there was what's called a dark stage, and that's when the union crew is they're taking a break or whatever, and you can't even adjust your mic stand.
1: You can you, you can maybe you can walk on stage, and that's about it. Well, maybe
2: I, I was like moving my uh, monitor wedge, and a dude like literally ran out. I was like, dude, do not touch that. And I was like, oh, yeah. no, I was like, no, it's cool. I'm the lead guitar player. I'm fine. And he was like, I don't care who you are. It's a dark stage. Yeah. Don't touch that shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think Nassau, we we ran into that, and maybe in boston i can't remember now like this was all months ago so my memory is a little fuzzy but there are certain places that you just the the union is in charge
2: let's talk um grand finale sandman the big fireworks right how much of that was that part of your stuff too
0: uh I, i would help a little bit there's a lot of days where i would get done early enough to go help our pyro guy set the boards up um so we had 16 boards Uh, I think each board had anywhere from 12 to 30 pieces of product on each board that was completely upstage, which if you guys are standing at, you know, outside as far away from us, you know, people as we could. Uh, then we also had two boards up in the air and two boards out in the wings, uh, all the way offstage left and right with those, uh, flame units. So certain ones were, you know, certain angles. A lot of it was just straight up, but. But yeah, I think it was Sandman the the finale every night was it was a very big very pyro heavy cue. Oh yeah, it was great. And that was kind of our finale of let's just give it all we got and hit the button and everything goes at once. Yeah. It's like one magic huge red button you you have to you lift up a little uh, plastic, yeah, a little
1: plastic thing over and it. you
0: mash the Pull button down everything goes off, yeah. all right. Hey, we can't take any of this pyro with us tonight, so let's just light it all off. Yeah. We we always you know, shot our wad at the end of the night. Well,
2: that's the goal of it. I mean, that was probably the instruction.
1: Well, that was very similar uh, to like, uh, the, the, uh, when guns N' roses played in Nashville, uh, or their whole stadium tour really. But, uh, you know, during paradise city, it's like the last two minutes of the song. It's just like, <laughs> just like,
0: it looks like a finale on the 4th of July. Yeah. And that's yeah. what ours essentially was, was a finale. I, I, I think it was a minute, a minute 50, something like that of just, straight shooting which is a long time when you're lighting pyro off oh yeah or setting pyro sorry setting lighting same thing
1: There's, I mean I when I when I say lighting I, I imagine some dude is up there with like a lighter going oh yeah we're sponsored by BIC so you know
0: everything's done BIC's way BIC should make boards Bix boards BIC boards so what's your
2: what's the end? Of, so shows over big entertainment finale. They all say bye. They split the unglamorous part of the breakdown. What's your teardown? When do you get back in your bunk playing
0: Xbox? So <laughs> show goes down anywhere from 1045 to 11. Um, our first thing is to get all the boards put away because a lot of times we're in a walkway or maybe, um, you know, an exit path. So we send a couple of local hands up to help a guy. We get all the boards down. Uh, I have myself, my climber, and roughly four local climbers. We give everybody ropes, send and, everybody up. And are you up.
2: delegating? Or are you kind of saying, "Hey, this is what you need you to do"? Yeah,
0: and I, we kind of pull everybody together right before the end of the night and give them a little heads up. You know, you guys were probably with us on the in. We're going to do the exact same thing, just backwards. Right? Is there a
2: whole semi dedicated to pyro world? Pyro
0: had one full semi, plus we had some spares on another semi, uh, just you know, backup pieces of equipment but we we filled a semi and then some. Wow there's a lot of gear us yeah but uh,
2: so how long would that take like what, you know at a given average day where nothing's going wrong when, when are you sort of back on the bus having your first cocktail to celebrate probably
1: 430 maybe 5 a.m Jeez. holy shit that's and a long loadout nine, I, mean, it's, I mean the setup is, is gargantuan yeah I mean, it's, and figure
0: you figure we're given an entire day to load in and then three hours five hours to load out. And but know, then your call time in the morning is what nine nine a.m.
1: But on tour like that, it's it's, it's such a big operation. You're you never got a doing, day off. Yeah, you're
0: never doing two shows in a row. No, it was uh, load in show, load in show, load in show, day off, load oh, in okay. show, load in show, load in show, day off. Roughly,
1: so we really were doing you're working
0: four days straight and then day off six days or six days right. Yeah, we would do. Uh, yeah. It was pretty much <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Tuesday to Sunday. We did shows Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday most right. of the times, and then our day off was Monday. That was, you know, our laundry day, our sleep day, catch up on rest. You know, porn FaceTime. day. <laughs> <laughs> Xbox with the little day. quotation marks and quotes. <laughs>
2: um, so there's still more to learn. I mean, this is super. I'm super fascinated just sitting here, and I've oh, already yeah. heard a lot of this from you. We're going to open it up to the patron Q&A. So one of the things we do on Patreon, one of the exclusives that our patrons get, is uh, when we have a, a guest like this, amazing insight into the Metallica uh, inside universe, uh, we let them sort of ask us some stuff. So I'm going to do that right now. Please that's do. cool with everyone. Yeah. Um, and some of this we've already addressed, so I'll, tr- I'll try to just go through it. We, we got a shitload of these questions. So Jason Barry asks, uh, what level of contact, if any did you have directly with the band for instance i've heard ethan's stories about working on the crew and often he actually formed friendships with the bands is it the same on any level with a band like metallica did they know matt by name and say what's up from time to time or are they removed from that level of intimacy with the crew
0: good question i would never say they were removed uh you know we would see each other in passing and kind of a you know a slight wave those guys are very busy They've got a lot going on. They've got meet and greets. They've got tuning room. They're not actually on site for the entire day. But at that very beginning of the tour, it's a lot of, you know, hey, guys, kind of try to remember my face. If something goes wrong, you can always come see me. I tried to not get that level um, just because I, I try to kind of separate myself from that part of it mainly because i am a big fan i love metallica i've, I've been a fan since i was younger
2: and so there's also almost more pressure on you as a fan to like for you to to, to maintain professional a professional you attitude keep, you got to
1: keep your cool i mean because
2: because yeah. we've all done this we were you know we, we can talk about what you're doing now and stuff we work for artists that was like oh take it or leave it it's cool whatever but if you're a huge fan of something, you've got to maybe do more checks on yourself than someone
1: Oh yeah, yeah, You, can. you, you can't just walk into it going, okay, I'm doing Power for Metallica. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to meet the band, get photos with I them. Dude, what keep... was it
2: like when you wrote Battery? Like, do like, like, dude, just I do the Pyro for the Justice
0: tour. Like, you can't do that stuff, obviously. So I did three years of WWE, the wrestling show, before Metallica. And there was a lot of, um, I guess you could say, celebrity... Uh, guest appearances. Oh yeah, I was there a few times. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. I, I I was really hard to not get a picture with you. <laughs> uh, but so you're a big fan of that too. I I was never a huge fan growing up. I remember watching it, um, but it wasn't something that was you know every Monday was you know Raw or War or whatever it was at the time of me growing raw up. War. Raw is War. Yeah. But I did <laughs> Metallica for amazing. Know, yeah, amazing WWE. Quip. WWE was you know three years of uh it was a revolving door of celebrities coming in every week so i've kind of
2: a lot of cameos and shit yeah i
0: i guess i'm a little uh jaded maybe is the word of it doesn't do anything for me. i I would say i am too yeah i mean but then you were for metallic i know and that was a that was a hard one to but i appreciate your cool
2: But it's almost like being a fan too. It almost reinforces your professionalism. We're like, sure. Yeah. If your job is to make that pyro kick ass and keep them safe. It's like, I don't care about fucking with you in that level. I just want to do my job. Well,
0: our number one thing is always safety. Of course it's do it safe, but do it fucking quick too. Right.
2: And sign my Metallica van, my new Metallica (laughs) vans. Okay. Our next question. I think we, we kind of did answer this. John Cartmill says, what precautions are taken for the band member safety? They obviously know where to be when the action is about to happen. So we kind of address that. Um, I don't know if there's anything else to say about that. They did a, you guys did sort of, we always do walkthroughs. Walk-through. Yeah.
0: And if something's different for whatever reason, you know, like the nights in, uh, St. Louis where we didn't have the flame bars. So they that know that's not going to happen. We talked to them beforehand and said, look, we had some technical issues. We're sorry. We'll make it a little bit bigger tomorrow night.
2: And they say, you fired. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. James uh, goes, Ooh,
1: yeah, yeah no flames. Yeah.
2: <laughs> a really good friend of the show. Chris, you Chris just, yeah, he's got a few questions. He says. Who are the top three or five artists that have the biggest pyro productions that you've ever worked on, and how do they differ from each other?
0: Ooh. So you got you got WWE. And- I've done WrestleManias. Um, oh, those are huge. Those are huge. Those are two weeks of load-in, wow. of, of pure load-in. Yeah, our, our mutual friend, Wes, who now currently used to work with Kings on Leon with me and now
1: works work for Metallica, uh, has told me numerous stories about working those events. Yeah,
0: Manias are, it's, we, we call it hell month. It's, it's, uh, it's two weeks of prep to two weeks of load in while also doing two live shows a week. So, so more intense than Metallica a little bit. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, it's, it ends up being like 30 straight days of work. Wow. And for, for one, for show. one three hour show. Yeah. And that's what always kind of got me. Uh, my very first paid gig was actually a WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in New Jersey Where's that, uh, Ethan? Just outside Pretty of New Jersey. Sure
1: it's yeah, it's, it's just east of New Jersey. Pretty sure it's in Poland.
2: New Jersey, Poland, New Jersey. The joke that will not die because <laughs> we won't let it wedding. never will. Um, so anything, anything um, you're doing. So Matt's currently doing Taylor Swift, which Taylor. several of my buds are playing with Taylor. Yeah. You haven't actually started the production on that yet. I, though start,
0: I leave as this episode airs. I will be on a plane headed to go do prep, um, and that's thirty nine straight weeks of touring. So I think, think about that, 50, folks. 55 shows over 39. For, weeks. for those
2: of you who don't like her records or w- have an idea about her or whatever, she works real hard. 39 weeks is no joke. Yeah. Now, especially
0: 55 shows. It, it's one of the biggest
2: gigs on the yeah. planet.
1: Now, is that something that you're gone for that? The amount of time straight or do you get to is there little breaks to come home or
0: I'm lucky I'm gonna get a few breaks here and there um, I'll do you know maybe three weeks and then home for three days uh, maybe a week and a half then home for two days but that's pretty much a, almost a year it's it's nine months yeah that's a, um, that's a long tour I like I said I leave Monday and I think my final show is in uh, I don't even remember where my 24 something like that yeah. uh, but I fly home Thanksgiving night wow yeah so Goodbye. Yeah. yeah, we'll see you. <laughs> yeah. This is see his you last guys, night in we, Nashville. See you guys at podcast. your two-year anniversary.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Chris just also asks, what considerations must be made in the pyro production design to accommodate different venues and local and state permitting? So what I wanted to tie that into is like, so you did the Uniondale show, which was an arena. Yeah, You did the domed Texas show. What city was that? We did
0: a handful of indoor shows. Kind of in, so um, how did that change shit? So obviously we can't use propane. Okay. Uh, well, that's not obvious to me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Okay. So say a building is obviously uh, a
2: gigawatt can't work <laughs> on the, con- on the
1: protractor, especially upstairs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if uh, you know, say a, a dome is about 200 foot ceiling. What roughly. city was that where the dome was? Uh, we had quite a it few. Was we te- did Alamo dome. There was Alamo dome. We did uh, the Texas AT&T stadium, Houston. I okay. think it's the NRG stadium. Right. That's right. Uh, there was one in. Uh, There's one in Canada, but I can't remember which one. Um, Toronto? Maybe. The Astrodome. (laughs) In Canada. In Canada. No, that would have been the Houston Astros, right? That was NRG Stadium. I think we did the football field. I was trying to think of domes that are gone. Oh, did they blow that one the up? The biodome? I didn't blow it up so I don't know about yeah, it. Yeah, did you do a show at biodome? Yeah. <laughs> no,
2: no, one does. You know, I thought I was going to say no one got my fucking biodome job. Oh, no, I did.
0: We did uh, uh, I think Phoenix was so another say, one. So when you say
2: obviously no propane, what do you mean?
0: Why we can't we use, use a. Uh, it's it's mainly that heat going that high. Uh, we just we're not allowed to do that. So we actually will use a liquid flame unit instead. It's a little bit smaller. Um, if you side by side, maybe those two shows for fuel, you can tell, you know, fuel in St. Louis was a nice, uh, for me, I call it a big plume, nice, big, fat bottom. What are you, a poet? (laughs) Sick plume. We got a fucking poet over here. Um, and they kind of feather up as they go. We would use liquid indoors, which is more of a stream. Uh, and you could kind of look, it, it would, it would look more condensed at the base and then stay condensed all the way to the top. Is this something that you think your average concert goer would know the difference between? Uh, if, if you were able to go to two shows, maybe two nights in a row, you would notice it. You would notice it. Yeah. We try to make it to where there isn't a noticeable difference. Right. We we all, we want every show to be the same, but also a unique experience for every show. Sure, yeah. We, want,
2: we have a very simple goal, for every show to be the same, but different. and yet for every show to be different. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, Chris Nace, our friend from uh, Bacon and Nace podcast, check it out. He says, this is an interesting question for you, Matt. What kind of perks do crew members get? Are they fans themselves, which we know you are, or do they feel they need to keep it under
0: wraps and just be professional 24 7? So we know that. All right. So, what kind of
2: perks do you get?
0: I got a t shirt once. We well, were wearing a t shirt right now. I'm actually wearing the Vans t shirt. Yeah. I love the Vans t shirt. The one that just came out? It just came Did you get out. The shoes? I, I, I didn't get the shoes. They I'm don't make them the in tops. my size. Oh, you wait. What size you wear? 15. All me, right. For the... two. For the for the
2: vans officials listening, which good, we know they are.
1: Oh, I mean, I think the whole vans team is listening. They I think make anyone. 15. I think anyone in a van is listening. <laughs> anyone
0: in a van is definitely listening.
2: Now, I will say one of the perks I know that you get is uh, you were able to get us working passes for the shows. So that yeah. was quite generous.
0: Um, you know, I, I got a couple drumsticks thrown at me a few times, which I was able to give to you guys. Uh, I was I've kept a couple for myself. That kind of go in my little stash box of memorabilia talk, talk
2: about the record that you got the hardwired record. so
0: as a uh i guess christmas gift from the band uh everybody that was on the crew was given a platinum uh the, the same one that they get maybe a little bit different mine's probably not the same as theirs yours doesn't but, have james hetfield etched into it unfortunately no i right. wish it did um, <laughs> it just says matt thomas yeah <laughs> some guy i don't know who he is it says um, some guy yeah. <laughs> Dear Pyro Guy, Flame Guy, appreciate guy it. I'm missing phone. No, it, it probably said not Balloon Guy. Yeah, <laughs> the Balloon, balloon Popper. Uh, they did give us, you know, a, a platinum record this year, which was very nice. Uh, I was not expecting it. I actually had to go to FedEx to pick it up. I was kind of confused what was in the box, so I opened it. What's in the box? That's What's yeah. What's in the box? Uh, opened the box, was able to pull out a platinum record in front of, you know, I live in Clarksville, which is a small town, and for them to see a platinum record, everybody kind of huddled around. They immediately mugged you. Yeah. I had to fight my league. way Wait, out. Is that
1: platinum? <laughs> are you Lars Ulrich? Well, and, and and for those that don't know, which most um, people listening probably don't know, when it comes to uh, gold and platinum record plaques that uh, the, the band gets, that maybe the crew gets, or whoever, um, a lot of times bands don't oh. normally get that for their entire crew maybe the guys that are really close the guitar tech that's been
0: there for 10 years this and that but someone like matt who's a vendor working for another company At my first year with the band right that was to me that's that's very nice of those it very, very generous g- very generous yeah something that i was not expecting it was a great christmas gift it's going to be a great talking piece and i'm going to get you guys yeah. a good picture of it so you guys can put it on you know yeah socials and well, facebook yeah. and myspace and everything let me <laughs> MySpace and Friendster. Let's get on MySpace um, immediately. But,
1: but a lot of times, th- those kind of plaques, like if you work for you worked for a band and they didn't get you one for whatever reason, uh, you can purchase them. It's like 300 bucks or something. Yeah, like whatever the price is. But that would be weird, though. It's like, hey, I want to get one because I was on that tour, but I have to pay 300 bucks for it. Yeah. I probably wouldn't do that. But it's very nice of the boys in Metallica and their organization Hey, every crew guy that was on this tour this last year, let's get them plaque. Yeah. Which,
2: And by the way, Matt's going to send us some pictures of all this cool stuff. You can also follow him. What, what is it? Ff-
0: it's it's Ff- at SFX Matt. Yeah. Go follow uh, a, him. a few it's, people have actually already followed me from what you guys posted. Uh, whatever today is Tuesday, twos- Thursday. I literally don't know. <laughs> I had to think about I it. I literally don't know. You better know you have to leave. <laughs> I have a flight in a couple of days. Yeah. I have an alarm set. So
2: it's okay. You're, you're heading out for the Taylor thing in a few days, right?
0: I leave. Yeah. Monday morning. Um, Man, I'm glad this worked out. Monday,
2: Barely. Um, and we're almost done, by the way. I have a few more patron no, questions. let's keep
0: going. We got two more hours to go. <laughs> oh, hey. oh, I'm sorry. We have till Monday. Oh <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> no, wait. We have three more days? Jared Neenan, he asked a question about uh, th- different venues. So we already got that, safety concerns. He says, in terms of the amount of pyro or, quote, unquote, fuel... <laughs> Used, he said. What are the top Metallica tracks? I would suggest one Inner Sandman and Fuel as the obvious top three. Yes, that's right. And yeah. Mo- we throw Moth in there.
0: Moth, uh, we actually don't use a lot because it's a lot of quick bumps. It's just the fl- yeah the dancing. Well, the, the dancing thing is just going
2: back and forth the whole it's, song, and then the yeah. bumps.
0: But it's it, it actually ends up not using that much. It's a very small. Uh, hose I guess that, that gets yeah. the product there kind of like a barbecue <laughs> well, maybe okay well here
2: yeah. <laughs> look, let's put it on this way um, between one inner sand man and fuel or the rotating slot memory remains or lightning or creeping what's the what's, what was the biggest one one I would guess or, or inner sandman the Sand big Man finale really? sandman
0: was the most product uh product is in uh, actual pyro was in cocaine yes yeah. got it yeah um that. product yeah we used a lot on that i can't remember what the count was uh it was a few hundred pieces probably five or six hundred pieces by then uh fuel was a big flame cue uh and whatever the rotating i think it was uh i gotta look at my notes again you mean the rotating slot yeah fuel creeping
2: death memory remains They did ride the lightning. They teased
0: it a little bit. Whatever the, what was the first? um, Oh, it was the first, uh, what was it? Fight, fire, battery was another heavy one. Oh, the the thrash slot. Yeah, the thrash slot. And
2: blackened too. The fire to begin whipping dance of the dead. I remember that in Detroit. I was like, shit.
1: Basically, the the rule of thumb, if you're a pyro guy from Metallica, is anytime the word fire is said, fire has to go off. The rule
2: of thumb is you can't have your thumb fight with fire because you blew it off when you were a kid which is why you got this gig right
0: okay <laughs> i lost mine actually in gigging i actually i've almost lost my thumb
2: oh Once. I, believe I was in you. canada
0: well it was a, it was a truck accident i was loading a truck and uh part of my thumbs chopped i'll show you guys pictures it's pretty gross we'll put those on our socials you'll, you'll lose a few followers so lost, for that so one you
1: almost lost your thumb but not <clears throat>
0: not even from pyro not even from pyro i mm-hmm. was loading a truck and, a truck. and french French stop and American stop, I guess, are two different words. Uh, but I spent a when night in a... One stop, one is let stop. Yeah. I spent a night in a Canadian hospital once. They probably took care of you. Cause, no, uh, that was very expensive. Really? Yeah. Oh. If you're not from Canada, their universal health care does not care about you. Well, if you're in Europe or the UK, they will do whatever they can to help you out. That's awesome. Well, next time I get hurt, it'll be in the UK. If
1: you're going to get hurt, get hurt in the
0: UK or Europe. And they'll be like... Torben will walk in and be I'm like, hoping oh, I get hurt when you're... I'm in Australia and I can just stay there for a few weeks and hang out. New Zealand. that's it. I'm that's... doing New Zealand as well. I'm excited Good. for that one. Have you been there? Not yet. Dude, New Zealand. I
1: love Australia. I've been there many times. It's a beautiful country, but New Zealand is incredible. I think I'm
0: there October, November. So it's their spring. Uh, so it yes. should be, yeah. should be nice. Oh dude. It's, it's a beautiful country. Yeah. As long as it's not raining and get some fush and chups.
2: I don't want to butt in on the new travel agency segment of the
1: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> However, we have one more question.
2: Uh, actually, we have several. We more. have. Are eight, we cool in time? What are, we looking, are we? Are we? Are we insane here?
1: No, no. We've gone way longer than this. We still rolling. Oh yeah. No, I stopped recording a while ago. It hasn't,
2: <laughs> no, we've just been I we were just. I thought we
1: were just talking
0: into microphones for nothing. We've been riffing. And that's the case. Let's go get another vodka.
1: Um, <laughs>
2: Ujwal Pandey. We've already kind of mentioned this, but I wanted to mention him. He says. Uh, I don't think we can talk these numbers, but he says, what was the budget for the pyro for the stadium tour? Do we, do we even know? We kind of tried to do it. I map. don't really
0: know the budget. That's, that was kind of above my pay grade. But the
2: 800 gallons just for the upstairs shit, 800 gallons for the below shit. I mean, that's, and you
0: figure six guys, uh, six it, guys, it's not even just their daily rate. You figure you've got to pay for hotels. You got to pay for flights. Right. Um, there's a lot that goes it's into per diem. There's a day yeah.
2: rate. There's oh, accommodations. Yeah. They're paying, dude, I don't even want to say it, but I found out really recently what just, so my humble little gig, we're on two buses. I found out what one of those costs to lease. It's, it's, very it, expensive. It's, it's for much higher yeah. than
0: I thought. I, I don't want to say it on the show, but my dad's been a coach driver for I think right. fifteen years, and I've he's told me you know rough guesses of what it costs for a weekend. It's at least a hundred dollars
1: a day. We'll say that. <laughs> we'll, yeah. just,
0: we'll just leave it at that. It's anywhere between a hundred and a million.
1: Now one one of my
2: favorite fans of ours, a sweet friend of ours, Nicole Williams, she says, and we've answered this. She's got three questions. She says, James, is James ever apprehensive about the pyro due to his accident? So we kind of answer that. He's a little more. Sensitive to it, you guys pay attention to him more. Yes, which I, I thought that was kind of sweet. It's so sweet. I liked that about you guys.
1: That's why you got a you yeah. got a plaque. Yeah, we were very tender with and him. was like hey, that dude, uh, that really tall guy that size 15 shoe. Yeah, get him a plaque. Get him a plaque.
2: <laughs> she says she she goes on to say, how much practice does the band do prior to the start of the tour to ensure they know where to be or where not to be? So you said that you guys do a walkthrough. That's it, where they kind of just they can maybe sit in the stands and see it.
0: So we would. We had done a couple of rehearsals beforehand, which we, you know, used our phones, taped it, and kind of showed them, you know, this is the song, bump, 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 fire, bump, bump, bump fire. And then we put them on the deck, kind of run through it again. Not
2: holding instruments or anything.
0: Yeah, just looking at it so that the way and, they and, can physically are they, are you, see. Are
2: they sort of playing the song on the PA? Like, how are they? They probably got it in their ears. Okay, they, so they're playing like an MP3 or whatever. Yeah, okay.
0: and then they would actually, you know, play through and kind of get a good feel of where they needed to be and we wouldn't shoot it that time hmm. and then we play it one more time with a full cue and then when we did a full walkthrough rehearsal we showed it to him again so call it maybe six six or seven good times that's, yeah that's it, a lot of prep ima- I mean, I imagine too
1: on the deck that things are things marked off like with gaff tape or whatever where they can see it if those guys know
0: those guys are smart enough where they know where to be right and it's a it's a i mean everybody that saw the stage it's huge yeah there's plenty of space to be away from fire yes and explosions plus all of our stuff was the majority of our stuff was way up high in the air you know, yeah, the upstairs, stuff that upstairs. we upstairs. upstairs yeah the stuff we did have on the deck was very well you know downstairs. it was in grading <laughs> downstairs i just i'm trying to be a pyro guy i'm gonna get the terms down so so danny
2: santana a new patron he sort of asked the same thing he says is there a nightly meeting to go over the pyro choreography so we kind of addressed that Nicole did have a compliment for you. She says, just a comment. I could live without fuel in the set, but the pyro on the stadium tour made it a highlight every time they performed it.
0: Oh yeah. And I, awesome. I
2: wholly agree with that. And oh, yeah. only
0: getting it once a week for me was a treat. Cause that is in my top five of just all time favorite oh, okay. songs. Okay.
2: I don't want to, I don't want to camp out here. Yet. Get into it. I, I, not yet. Not yet. Cause okay. I want to do your top five, but I'm loving that you're, you're a reload cat. Is that what we're learning? You're for a fuel the, guy. That's
0: about the time that I kind of came on. Same. All right. Yeah. Well, a little bit for that. Blackout. Okay. All right.
2: I'm getting excited. Uh, anyone who sits across from me is like, "I love fuel." It's one of my favorites. I'm like, "Shit." Okay. A
1: so few. If you can see the look on his face, he's turning a little red and getting so excited. All of our everybody. listeners
2: know. They know I love that shit so much. Okay. A few more. A few more. And we appreciate you, Matt. All right. Uh, Kevin Van Dam.
1: Damn.
2: <laughs> That's all. That's all we have to say about that. Heaven Damn. The dam
1: is awesome. Long time listener, loner of box sets. Uh, he says, what
2: does it take to be a professional pirate technician? He, and, he, and actually we kind of talked about a little bit like what, what you did to get into it. But he, this question is cool. How would one enter that profession without first knowing someone in the business to mentor them?
0: Uh, if you like to sleep, then you're not, you don't want to do this. It's, no shit.
2: You're going to bed at 5am and getting up at
0: nine. Yeah. And that's, that was a a normal thing for us. Uh, this last tour I did was Trans Siberian Orchestra, where we were doing uh, anywhere from eight to twelve shows a week. Jeez! So we were doing a lot of matinees where we were, you know, loading out. Only getting, seven days in a week, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> another five, another massive thing. <laughs> uh, that was that was another rough one. Uh, on we would do five straight days in a row, maybe six, and averaging three nights or three hours a night of sleep. And maybe catching a thirty-minute nap after lunch. Jeez. So let's
2: say let's say that for some reason I quit writing songs and making music, and I came to you because we're friends, and I said, "Hey, man, I want to get into Pyro. What what would your advice to me be? Where should I start?"
0: So if you, if you really want to start, get in with your you know a local company. If you have an arena or a stadium nearby, so if a band like Metallica comes through, you're on a local crew, you're on a local crew, and and that's how a lot of people do start. Is you know. They're working a local crew and, and they maybe just prove themselves of, you know, I know how to do this. I've, I've picked I'll this up. I'll set
2: my butt on fire.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm letting off some roman candles on 4th of July. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. And that's kind of how I started was, like I said, as a kid, 4th of July was, was my favorite day. And I was very, very lucky. It's like a job fair for you. Pretty much. <laughs> I, was, I was lucky to bring this into a career. I think I just got a sincere laugh out of Ethan. you, got,
1: what are we Do you well, think you, you did? That's
2: kind of caught you off guard, and you really you were like laughing. It was
1: followed by a yawn because so I've had a long day.
2: <laughs> I know. Why are we done yet? When you That's yawn at me? Uh... No, no. We're well, we're having fun. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I'm just. I kid. I kid. I kid. Um, Ryan Enderlead asks, "What is James's involvement in the planning and execution of the pyrotechnics? Does the band have any involvement in deciding what the pyrotechnics will be?" And is it part of the rehearsal? We've
0: touched on we a little bit. We kind of touched on that with like yeah. Lars being super involved. So in Lars it. is
2: the guy, right? He's a point man.
0: He's he he does the majority of it, and James also has his say in things. And again, that's something that's a little bit above my pay grade. Right. The way I put it is, uh, that's something that's already been planned out, uh, and it's not just the guys. It's you know all the designers, the creators, the the uh, uh, the people that actually program the show. And then that's, also probably management. I mean, it's, that's, oh yeah, there's, there's, there's a, a lot of chain of commands. Highly structured. For yeah. Sure, yeah.
2: Okay. It's a good question though. Benjamin Harp, our friend who uh, put a different Metallica shirt on our Twitter page. Yes. Every day this month, well, this last month asks, what is Matt's mindset working pyro? That's one of his questions. Should, should I read the whole thing? That's up to Matt. He's answering yeah, the go go ahead. questions. What's his mindset working pyro, especially such heavy duty stuff. There's definitely a danger factor involved. Uh, is it to be professional, follow the guidelines, and keep it out of your mind? Move into the fear, to quote Phil Tao. Something else. I was at one of the stadium shows last year, and those pyro towers were insane. All in all, it was an amazing display. So a job incredibly well done. So,
0: yeah. Well, what's Thank a- you. Number one
2: but I, it's a huge compliment. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I can't sure. say it enough. The, the, oh, it was amazing. The yeah. production value, especially of the pyro at the two shows I saw were fucking phenomenal. Thank oh, yeah. you. So, all right. So it was a good question. So what's going through your mind? It's super dangerous, super strange job.
0: It's, I
2: mean, you, you kind you, of a head down, just keep your head down, do the work.
0: Yeah. Thing? I just, I like to do my job and I want to make sure it's, it's done right the first time. Right. Uh, yeah, I just, like you said, head down. I, I, I'm there to, I'm there to work dude at
2: the st louis show so he came and said said hi to brad and i a few times afterwards when it was all over we were kind of waiting for we were in the snake pit so we were waiting for it all to just chill out so we could split easily it ended up taking like two hours to get an uber but <laughs> yeah um do you remember when you came back and said hi motherfucker was soaking wet and i was like dude were you just like jumping a pool or something
0: that that first 20 minutes of loadout is just pure chaos It was all sweat oh yeah just
1: go 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 yeah go, go. and it's yeah.
0: see how much you can get done as quick as you can get done before the next crew is in that same spot so yeah when i came and saw you i was
2: well, soaked you, head i think toe. you like took a glove off or something that was just like literally like a hose and it was just all sweat <laughs> it's yeah and it was hot i mean it's that's that was part that was of a hot. summer tour and it got humid because it rained all day and all that yeah it's,
0: it's uh rough. all right our
2: last question again from our friend nicole has Matt ever had to regrow his eyebrows?
0: Eyebrows, no. Arm hair, one time. <laughs> Chest well, hair, well, zero times. What happened with that? Were you just too close to something? Something misfired. Uh, that was a too too WWE close to the flame, thing, bro? Yeah. Uh, it was a WWE gimmick that we were doing under the under the ring. Um, there was a programming mistake. Um, I was lucky. Uh, another guy actually ended up with, I think, second-degree burns on his arm. Oh, wow. Um, it was an honest mistake of what happened. Everybody went home at the end of the day. That's the important thing. Uh, Sans arm hair. Is yeah. that why they, do, they don't do pyro anymore? <laughs> what, is uh, all LED now? Yeah, everything's – that that LED floor they have is expensive. Yeah. No, they they don't do pyro anymore. <laughs> Yeah, they quit. Uh, no shit, Probably really? about a year ago. I'm they, sure for WrestleMania, they for Mania do, they like, do. I think for some of the big, I think the big four, like paper, like some pay per view, some stuff. of the pay per views they do. I don't really know.
1: Um, Cause it used to be like any Raw or SmackDown. Like when when it was every day. Yeah, when 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 West was still working on WWE. Uh, me and a friend went down to Bridgestone Arena here in Nashville and, went and watched a show. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, <clears throat> before the show started, like I, I we were like three rows behind West or whatever he was shooting. Where he was firing from. Yeah, and. Uh, I was like, "Hey, so what, what? What can we expect for Pyro for the intro?" And he was like, "Oh, there's 27 concussion blasts." Yeah. And then right, right when the lights go down, then like the music starts, he turns around and like puts his fingers over his ears. I'm like, "Oh, right."
0: Yeah. And that shit is loud. It's very loud. It's it, I think it's like 120 something dB. I hate concussion watts. blasts. Oh, they're I hate awesome. Them. They're amazing. They're my I, favorite. No, I would love to f-
1: shoot one off. Yeah. But when you're at a show and watching the show and not expecting it, and you think a fucking bomb went off, oh, I went yeah. and saw years ago. It was um. My Chemical Romance and Muse. This is a Municipal Auditorium. Oh, here! Wow, Municipal yeah. Auditorium. Crazy. This is, this is got probably almost ten years ago. Um, middle of the show, just all
0: of a sudden, just like pow, 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 and
1: I was just. I mean, I I ducked. I thought something was wrong.
0: Yeah, you cringe. I hate them. So uh, on a show like that on WWE, we actually had warning lights, just little red flashing beacons that we would put backstage for the the talent. Uh, some of the crew that maybe didn't know what was going on, and we blocked off our concussion area, yeah. so nobody would accidentally walk underneath it. You walk underneath, you're gonna blow an air drum out. Oh, easy. Yeah. Uh, and we, you know, hit the warning lights, and some people maybe don't know what a red blinking light means backstage. That's pretty. Yeah.
2: Oh, neat. Pretty light walk, walk, walk into boom, it. Boom,
0: boom, boom, boom. Ann walk into the
2: blinking light, yeah. Caroline.
1: Yeah. Then the rest of your life, you hear. That's <laughs> a <Yeah, laughs> nice high is pitch.
2: My last question for you before we get into some fun fan shit, because you're a fan, we want to talk about fan stuff. What's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you doing your job? Anything stand out? Have you had a pretty safe career?
0: Other than the thumb, yeah.
2: Other Everything's been thumb. pretty safe. All right. Um, the
1: arm hair was pretty crazy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> One time, like six of my arm hairs burned off in a flame. Whoa, I can't. All air. six
1: of them. I I almost thought about going <laughs> to the hospital. All right. So
2: let's get into the fun shit. You're off duty officially. Yeah. All right. So we want to do. Uh, we have some questions we normally ask. I don't know what they are now. You remember them? What
1: are they? I have to look at my phone. When'd right? you
2: come online? All right. Yeah. Okay. Tell us your sort of genesis story. When'd you come online? What was the first thing you heard?
0: It was probably around the load, reload area. Air, air, area. Uh, it's uh, an area. It's an area. It's an area, yeah, it's yeah, an area. area of the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, you know, fuel is up there for me. Um. I was never really into metal rock music my parents were very country music uh because so you're I, from tennessee of course yeah so i listen to country yeah um you
2: but, know that's what i do for a living is play country music for real really yeah
0: like narrow 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 well like, not like i'm not like in the
2: like movie <laughs> deliverance <laughs> fucking dudes i find stranded off the river <laughs> no no but yeah so country continue- <laughs>
0: We will not edit that
2: out. <laughs> no oh, no, yeah, so I get you. Yeah, country music. So
0: you're a Tennessee cat. Yeah. I have been here twenty one years now. So was it
2: M T V that sort of brought reload into your world, the fuel I don't, video? I,
0: I don't really remember, honestly. I just I remember listening to a few songs, getting into it, and this was you know, before you could go online and YouTube something. Right. It was back when music was actually on M T V which Right, you know nowadays that? yeah that doesn't oh, happen anymore. is that where
2: team mom three is
0: yeah they they share a slot team Mom. so did 5, you did
2: you get hip to that shit and go back or did you discover the 80s stuff and
0: i I tried to kind of listen to a little bit of everything yeah. um i'm sure at some point my, my dad actually restored an old uh jukebox and i remember there being some metallica songs on there and he switched them out for country songs so somewhere, uh, my parents just built a new house, so I'm sure it's somewhere in transit between the two houses. The jukebox? The jukebox is, probably has some Metallica songs on it oh, still. rad. So let's, that'll be one of those, when if I ever come home again, I might try to dig through it, find it.
2: So you're obviously a load and reload cat, so we
0: don't even know where you stand on that.
2: Where do you stand on St. Anger? Are you familiar with that conundrum? So
0: I actually watched the uh, the little making of video, whatever the movie was called. Some kind of monster? Yes, yeah, the one. Yeah. Uh, before uh, i it's actually it's called a masterpiece
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: before i actually sat down to listen to the entire album so i caught the background of so you the
2: contextualized album contextualized it yeah so that soften you on it you were like oh i kind of get it there
0: was a few songs that i actually listened to and put in rotation of you know maybe a gym song here and there i actually I don't know you guys are gonna hate me for this i like saying anger i think it's an okay song it's not quite a top 10 i like it too yeah. Production aside, we've talked about this. Are we talking about the song? Yeah, the song. Oh, The yeah, song, yeah. not the album, not the whole right. record. Yeah, okay. just the song. Yeah. All right. Well, frantic. Every now and then, I'll put it in. I'm into frantic. It's,
1: yeah. Dirty window. We love. We've talked about that. I'm kind of into
0: my world too. I'm starting to think you guys are fans.
1: I think. Well, the podcast has done this to me. I mean, it really has. Especially I, when we did the San Diego episode, we I, had to sit down and listen to it for like a week or two straight. I,
2: I can honestly say, and some of our listeners may find this amazing. I've turned a little bit of a corner on it. Now, here's the deal. All right. You play that record right after Master Puppets. It's a dog. Yeah. Actually, you play play it right after any record. It's a dog. Now, but the whole deal of it, though, is you take it on its own terms. Like
0: you said, you listen to it after the the doc. If that's the first one that you listen to, it might be an okay album. Yeah. You understand what
2: they were going through? All right. Right. Okay. You got to take it on its own terms. You don't have to take lightning on its own terms. You can put that up against anything. Oh, yeah. You don't have to take justice on its own terms. It fucking destroys anything you put yes, up against it. Yes, of course. St. Anger is the only record you have to sort of like put it in its place of time, like what pre- they were going through, and then you can sort of kind of like it through that lens.
1: You also have to prepare yourself to listen to it, too, I feel like. Like when we did our, our St. Anger episode, I remember thinking like, okay, deep breath. I'm about to listen to St. Anger while I run errands in my car and I think I told you maybe I should talk about the show every red light I hit I would turn it down I didn't want you didn't that, want the, you the, you the car da, next da, 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 to you that, da, da, da. just in case just in case there was like a, a freaking justice cat parked next to me, <laughs> at me which like, in
2: 2017 is happening it oh, was like yeah. a straight up justice guy just a justice dude probably Brad Brad
1: He's he's sitting there going dear mother dear father earth
2: dear mother dear father earth
0: alright so what would you say would be your favorite Metallica record Right now, I'm, yeah. Right I'm, now. I'm, I'm, I love Hardwired. I think it's a great album front to back. Yep. There's, there's maybe one song that I skip every now and then. What's Murder that one? <sighs> That's mine. Yeah, unfortunately, I, yeah, I haven't. I don't. I, I might have heard it live once. I don't know if I have. I, you could probably look through my set list and find it if I have. But. Spit out the bone for me is just a Woo. man to me. That is my, that's still my number one right now. And it oh, has been great, yeah. since the album came out, you know, a year and a half ago. Now it's still, it gets better for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. All seven and a half minutes of it. I, yeah.
2: I, I Well then, well, some of their best songs are seven to 10 minutes. Yeah.
1: yeah. I just, uh, the other night, my uh, 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 Jack O'Shea, uh, our friend who you're going on tour with in a few days. On tour with, yeah. Um, he listened to hardwire when it first came out but didn't really like stick with it and the other night uh, i helped him make a bunch of buttons at my house for our shows and we had hardwire cranking and he was just like dude i remember listening to this when it came out but this is fucking good and yeah. then i just went straight to spit out the bone I'm like listen spit, to all,
2: spit all the bones a cl- it's a instant classic yeah so is moth i believe and maybe even halo atlas <sighs> classic I mean, I mean you're right dude the, the hardware is it's
0: 12 uh, it was a 12 right uh, the, the, how many songs are on it? Yeah, it's 12, tr- 12 tracks. Twelve tracks. That's like I said. There's not a really bad one on there. I yeah. don't think.
2: Well, even Murder One, I like. You know, I love what it's about. I love the vibe behind it. it it's it's a, it's the one skipper for me. What can I
1: say? Yeah, you know, if, if if I'm if I'm focusing and listening to it, I might skip it. If it's just on while I'm making buttons or doing whatever, then well, I'll, no I'll let it ride for
0: sure. All right, you, you prepared a top five. Uh yeah, kind of. Just it's it's the it's loose. the five that I always have in rotation. Uh that's the, the the first five in my gym playlist. Um Hardwired. Are we starting is, from 5 down number five, is hardwired. number 5, Hardwired. Okay. That's just I've listened to it now, you know, 30 something times live. It's a to me it's a good song. It's a good start song, I think. Great opener. It's, it's yeah. good and fast.
2: When J- when I was in the snake pit and James came out in St. Louis and started playing Hardwired, he came and stood right in front of where we were, and he was just closing his eyes, playing that riff, and I almost cried.
1: <laughs>
2: it was the only clamped moment I had, and yeah. <laughs> I got over it real quick. And then I was just ready to rock. But seeing, hearing the power of a song, and seeing him just really be in it, like he Into was it. fucking immersed.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, you can tell that that's it's something he has a lot totally. of passion for.
2: Exactly. Like yes. I, I, just could see like, oh, he's not full of shit. He means it. Yeah. I'm not prepared for this. I'm going to cry. Oh my god, here we go. Okay, so yeah,
0: give me your shoulder. Uh, blackened. Well, yeah. Holy shit. I mean, yeah. Thank it's you. Yeah. You Yeah. Um, I mean, you can't fuck with Blackened. Absolutely. Cyanide. Interesting. Yeah, nice. And I don't know why. I love that song. No, I, I do I, too. I, I love it too. I don't know why. It, it. I don't know if I just connect with the song. I don't know what it is about it, but that's one of the, that I will not skip it. Well, we talked about
1: this on, I think it was the underappreciated episode. Uh, the Cyanide was on my list and one of my favorite moments is the chorus when the guitar riff it matches James's vocal. Yeah, it, I think that's so bitchin'.
2: Well, it's 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 arguably the hookiest song on Death Magnetic. I'm pretty close, and a killer concept. Cyanide, I've already died. Mm-hmm. In fact, Nick Koveyak's arc, the art that he gave for us for cover, we black and it's based on cyanide, so it's this like face coming off a skull. Anyway, all right. After cyanide,
0: my one and two are a, a hard tie with fuel, just because of. I love that seeing it that many times. I I know you would. I love that it feels, So would you say
1: that fuel mm-hmm. is up there for you? Would it have a lot to do with the production of the show. Professional, like yeah. Well,
0: because
2: I'm, because he's seen the power of that song in fucking stadiums right, over yeah, thirty yes. times
0: in a row. Yeah, yeah. I, That's, that's one I, of I, my arguments for that's it that's one of those songs. I think that was one of the first ones that I really remember hearing yeah. when I was first getting into the band, and that's why I remember I, you know hearing it on the radio, and you know you just uh, that was fuel. That's okay. why
2: I said one time and a fan kind of ate me alive on it where I said Fuel in some ways for some generations is like Inner Sandman. Oh, for sure. Because yeah, it yeah. was that big. Yeah. And someone kind of like wrote, a, wrote me a scathing email about me saying that. but yeah. It's true, though. I know Pound for Pound is not as big as Inner Sandman, but for some people like you, and I would, I would actually be similar to that maybe,
0: Fuel was a huge deal. And, and like I said, that was one of the first songs that I really remember listening to. Um, I'm, I'm 29 now. So that was, you know, it probably came out when I was
2: seven years older than me. So yeah,
0: yeah, I don't remember the old <laughs> old stuff. Uh, I, I guess old. I don't I don't know the original. You know, the first five albums. Do that you remember like Black Album? MTV not really, because you would have been if you're 29 now.
2: So you would have been like six or something.
0: Yeah, and that's when I was, you know, country. It was I was Garth Brooks and George Strait. Yeah. That was just what I grew that's up good on. Stuff too, though. Uh, but tied for my number one is Spit Out the Bone that's just one of yeah. those love that i know i i can't I love that you stop two, that song two hardwired songs on your top five list that's awesome and part of that might be because i've spent the past year listening of to course, that album yeah. p- pretty much over i and think over we and could explain again. it that way i yeah. think
2: also it might be true that it's that good it's well, a very it's that good
0: and not
1: only have you listened to the record a ton since it came out but i mean you were on that tour yeah where they're playing at least five of those
0: songs every night that was the one song that they didn't play in North America and when they first played it overseas they debuted it in, in London. was it London Night yeah. 2 or something yeah, like that Yeah, it was that. Night 2, yeah. I remember middle of the night getting the, you know, little Instagram pop up of Spit Out the Bone. I was like, "No." I know. No, oh, they did it. I know. And and trying to go back and piece it together from everybody's cell phone videos and when they finally released the actual, you know, pro footage of right. the uh, of, footage, yeah, yeah, the, the uh, the two guys actually recording it properly and just getting to see it. Oh, well, it's kind of becoming staple
2: now. I mean, they've, they've played it a lot. I'd be surprised if they didn't play it on on the next us arena tour. Are you going to be able to go to any of these shows? I'm
0: hoping Nashville. Um, I don't know what other ones yet. A lot of it depends on tour schedule. January is normally a, a slow month. I actually had all of January off this year, which was nice. Um, I just, I don't know what next year. Yeah. Same with us. So. yeah. Well, if I'm here, all, hopefully
1: all three of us will be there. If I'm in town, I'm there.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, good God. Thank, thank you for coming and sharing all this with us. Oh, thank you for having me.
1: Dude. Yeah. I mean, and like we said before, Matt, you
0: know, Matt lives out in Clarksville. So that's, you know, about an hour drive, 45 minutes to an hour. Roughly. Yeah. I think it was, it, it was like an hour and 20 to get here because it was kind of rainy and traffic, and traffic was it, yeah. horrible. But, in this I mean, town.
1: so we can't thank you enough for making the drive down here to HQ four. It's Q4. Paul Muck Studio. Yeah. Um, and man, it'd be fun to have you on again and talk Taylor Swift. Yeah. Well, we're going to be starting our Taylor Swift podcast uh, yeah. what, six days. And I, I think we're calling it
0: Swiftica. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Where can people find you? So if people are interested in you, we mentioned your Instagram. Where else can people That's find you? That's pretty
0: much, yeah, it. I have a Facebook, but I don't really use it's it. Kind of I'm off a, the
2: grid a bit.
0: Yeah, I, I have it and it's more just to kind of... It's for birthdays. Know, yeah. Yeah. I, I love know. when people tell me happy birthday um but instagram at sfx matt and you guys have tagged me in a few things i know a few people yeah. have already followed me well it's cool because you'll post
1: stuff from the road like of setups and things you know or like kind, flame kind of behind the, the scenes shit a little bit yeah. that's really
0: all i use it for every now and then i post a picture of my fiance because she's prettier than me or you know something on the road it's always that's, something that's about true the road. for yeah. all
2: of us i think, I think well
0: we you yeah. yeah. speak for yourselves i'm <laughs> i'm pretty good looking <laughs> No, but it, it, it
1: is cool to, to follow Matt on Instagram and, and see those behind-the-scenes photos. I remember, I remember, I think I followed you after I met you at the Philly show and before we went to Detroit and started seeing, like, you posting stuff of, you know, maybe the, the fuel flames and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, I cannot wait to go see this again. So, yeah, follow Matt, SFX Matt. He's there for huh. your special effects needs. Cool stuff, man. And if, and if you want pyro at your wedding, hit up Matt, too. He can make that happen. Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll blow your husband's your fiancé's thumb off <laughs> or at least burn his arm hair
2: no thanks for everyone for listening we've had we've been growing a lot and it's yeah. been c- really cool and hearing from everyone it's an exciting time to be a fan of the band the the worldwide tour stretches into its second year and uh it's an exciting record two of year. the songs Third year? Wait. Oh, well. well te- technically, technically well, they started what, uh,
1: promo in. The, in well, 2016.
2: No,
0: no. The so Mexico, they did all of twenty seven or twenty sixteen, which was last year, right? What years? Two this? years ago. We're in twenty eighteen, I believe. Twenty eighteen. I, so, I
1: believe it was it was it was, it was fall of 2016. Wait, are we in Back to Future two or three? We're in part two right now. Okay, three and a half. Uh, t- t- uh, sorry, two thousand fall two thousand sixteen was they started doing promo for the
0: record. And yeah. All of seventeen was some club shows. Yeah. You know. All of seventeen was the the outdoor stuff. Yeah. yeah. Than all of this year, they're going all the way into March. So far is what they yeah. have. that's
2: when the goddamn Nashville show is. Yeah, well, Nashville's I mean,
0: January twenty something. So far away. I actually I, had somebody I, comment to me today cute. about how long, how far away that is. It's nine months away almost. Yeah, or well, ten, if you, eleven. If you're, if you're going sorry, to a March numbers. show
1: in 2019. It's March 1st as we're recording this.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Thank God this fucking Metal Up Your Podcast exists so we can all get our Monday fixes on Metallica while we await the <laughs> slow death of the next show. Yep. All right. Go leave us the review on the thing. We'll give you things for it. All things. Go check out MetalUpYourPodcast.com. It's Buy a bitchin'. Uh, whatever. Buy a yeah. thing.
1: Check out Patreon. We're there. Good things to listen to. Uh, to tears to donate to you get the EP and we, you heard a, you know a clip of our Patreon thing earlier but I'm losing steam on this part of it let's just get out of here let's get out of here Matt thank you again thank you so much thank you Matt. guys peace adios
2: if you were our advisor what would you say
0: then I would say delete that.